Hello and welcome to 60MW. I'm Chris and I'm joined, as always, you know what kind of show it is when I'm joined by this man. It's Mr. Adam Parry. Hello. It could be any show, really, couldn't it? <laughs> well, it's it's likely to be one of three, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's it's going to be uh, an ABCD of gaming. Or, but then yes. there'd be other people on it, so you know. Um, uh, it's... True. I mean, I... go on. Hello. I just love doing that. Sorry, carry on. You wanker! I thought. That... <laughs> <laughs> you asked. I thought. I genuinely thought there was a problem. Then I was. Oh my god. Anyway. Um, yeah. No. So it's it's possibly going to be an ABCD of gaming but then like I said there'd be other people on the call uh, so it's it's going to be either a Spotlight Reflection TV show which it isn't on this occasion which means no. it's a Spotlight Reflection movie show hooray yeah so what a marvellously planned out one it was as well yes well okay so uh, little confession time here we uh, we were going to be watching China O'Brien which was my pick um, and by the way if you do want to go to, uh, to we've done a number of these shows um, I think people know the general format now uh, what we re- they should do yeah we watch films that we haven't seen for, for years and years and years just to see if they're any good or if they're a big pile of poo um, but we did the blob last time blob still can't say it without saying blob blob um, blob from 19 blob from 1988 which um was very good i enjoyed that and uh, never seen that before that was my that, that was your pick um which you hadn't seen yep. since you were a kid Another slice of class yeah prior to that was blind fury with rutger hauer uh which uh from 1989 so you can kind of get the gist of the the era that we tend to stick to it's 80s 90s isn't it are we strayed into the 2000s yeah. yet um i do no i don't think we i don't think we've got really anywhere near it have we have we had any I don't think we've had anything even mid nineties, have we? No, just having a quick look here. The the uh, no, I think most of them have either, like yeah. you said, been. I f- yeah. 80s I think we 90s. might have tickled the ball sack of nineteen nineties, but I don't think we've really penetrated deep yet. No, <laughs> we've done uh, mostly mid eighties uh, to you know, like I said, sort of uh, very very early nineties. Uh, so that's kind of our bread and butter, isn't it? You know, which to expect because we're roughly the same age. You know, we're uh, I'm forty four. Yeah, we're old. Yes, <laughs> at the moment. So these are the kind of films that I would have grown up with when I was a kid. But however, I, and I was thinking this the other day. Uh, it doesn't restrict us to just you know those films. I mean, we've got a massive long list. But uh, you know, if yeah. for example one day I turn around and say you know what, I haven't seen American Beauty since um, I saw it at the cinema and with my mum and was kind of a little bit yeah. amused and horrified when uh, Kevin Spacey's wanking himself off in the shower uh, and my mum sat next to me. Yeah. Turned um, out to be very true to real life. <laughs> trying to wank himself over, off over random young men. Allegedly. Is, that, is it allegedly or is, did it happen? Is it proven? Um... I don't know, actually. It's one of them Hollywood things, isn't it? We, we could definitely say it's definitely alleged. Mm. Yes. Uh, well, anyway, 
I've lost. I've totally lost the thread where I was going with this. Uh, but yes, you were talking talk about watching watching a uh, middle aged man wank off with your mum sat next to you. If that's normal for you, oh, have you never have you never done that before? It wasn't real life. Uh, I have to say. I mean, it wasn't as if we we just rocked up at a you know a sex club and just paid somebody to wank off in front of us. That would have been even weirder. Uh, you, you only took your dad to those and not your mum. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, or, well, he, t- he took me, I should say. Um, <laughs> but no, I t- I've totally lost the thread as to why I, why I was talking about our previous shows. Um, but anyway... Brilliant. I've done it again. Sorry. You what? You've, you've totally sidetracked me, haven't you, you bugger? I do, I do every 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 show. I love it. No, I've got it. I've got it. it. I've got it. It was because that was Damn. it. My pick was going to be uh, China O'Brien, starring Cynthia yes. Rothrock. However, we had a few issues trying to watch it, which is a problem if you're going to do a movie podcast, um, <laughs> because it's yeah. not available anywhere, is it? It's just it's really well, hard to get hold of. It is. Yeah, it's available, but I don't want to spend twenty quid. <laughs> Why watch, not to watch China O'Brien? I mean, because the, the listeners aren't worth it. <laughs> <laughs> not to that point, you know. I'll pay a few quid, but I don't really want to spend twenty quid on 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 a DVD, no less, of China O'Brien. It's not even a Blu-ray; it's a DVD. Yeah. And, See, uh, no. I sent you, I think it was a US import link from Amazon, which I found. I think you can buy that for £120. Um, <laughs> so, that was definitely not happening. You never know. China O'Brien might be the best film that we've never watched. Um, because I think normally films like this, and particularly the film we're going to be talking about uh, in this episode, they're available on YouTube usually. Um, or, you yeah. know, you can get them on Amazon, you can rent them, buy them, uh, you know, or Netflix or whatever. They're available somewhere, aren't they? Or, you know, in the, some cases, yeah. like The Blob, you had the DVD or Blu-ray, didn't you? Yeah, we, we, t- we tend to go free to watch, but occasionally we have to, you know, uh, Toy Soldiers I, I bought for the princely sum of 50p or whatever it was. Um, Biggles, I had to pay to rent. That was our first show. There's been, there's been a couple. I don't mind. Yeah, I don't mind if you, you know, a rental price is fine. A reasonable price from the stinky piss shop is fine. Twenty quid? No, no, I could spend that on other things. Absolutely, yes. So, uh, and I'm with you on that. So, anyway, we uh, once we realised that, um, you know, quite late notice, I guess, within a couple of days, like shit, what are we going to do? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I quickly changed my mind. And um, we have decided to go with the movie from 1987, although I think it was actually released in 1989 based on some of the stuff I've been reading. Uh, It goes by a few different names. Um, So you've got one, you've got um, Raging Thunder, which is an awesome name, I have to say. (laughs) quite like the sound of that. It is. Yeah, it's a good name for uh, a film. Not necessarily this film, but certainly for a film. Yes, uh, you've got Karate Tiger Two. That, that would have been that, right. Yeah, it was. Got, it went by that, or as it's no, mostly known by, No Retreat, No Surrender Two, with the tagline Raging Thunder. That to keep that in, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, although I th- I didn't I didn't know it had a tagline. Yeah. Well, so how did you watch this? Just out of interest. I watched this with my eyes. <laughs> yeah, okay, smart ass. 
what device or how what facilitated you to watch this? Uh, the pop the popular online um, video browsing tool YouTube provided the copy I watched, and this was really weird. I started watching it on a TV, mm. but the picture was so hideous. I ended up watching this on my phone. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, I so I started watching it on the laptop. Um, it's not a great laptop, like you know. This I don't think the screen's even 1080p. Do you know what I mean? But it's it's it does the job. Yeah. Um, and the best quality picture that I could get from this, <clears throat> I'm assuming it's the same uh, version that I watched that you watched on YouTube. Uh, unless there's multiple yeah. ones knocking out. But that's why it's confused me, because it had the tagline. You know, when it pops up at the start, you know, no retreat, no yeah, surrender. Yeah, it had Raging Thunder as well. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, so it's got all the names. It's apart from, what was it, took Karate Tiger 2. So it's, I suppose it could have been No Retreat, No Surrender 2, Karate Tiger, Raging Thunder. Oh, I like that. That sounds good. Um, mm. So, but yeah, so this was like, I think the best quality it could get was 240p. So, yeah, uh, not yeah. A, not great, very blocky, but like I said, on a sort of smallish <laughs> laptop <laughs> computer. That's, that's why I watched it on my phone because it was watchable. Um, <laughs> on my reasonable sized screen, you know, I'm asking, it's decent at upscaling, but to upscale 240p onto like a 55 inch TV, it's, it, that's asking a lot. It, it's asking, it, 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 no, no. It's too much. I put it on the phone where, yeah, I suppose it was about, what, three and a half, four inches across. But um, it was actually reasonable. You know, not great, but reasonable. Yeah. See, I've never watched a film on the phone, I must admit. But uh, I guess, you know, there are exceptions, like you said. Um, so uh, it's not as if, I, you know, you'd watch a film like Tenet or Inception or something. No. Kristen Fanola would be fucking turning in his grave if he was dead. Um, but um, anyway. Um, but you'll watch the, um, the watch that I fucked my horny stepsister. You'll watch that on your phone in the toilet. Oh, God, yeah. Well, things like that. I mean, you know. Yeah. And that, the thing is, they've got better fucking picture quality than this has. Um, but actually, I've never searched for that. I fucked my horny teenage what was it ta- teenage sister it's it's normally you know i just like, said i just said stepsister if you step- want to put teenage in there that's entirely <laughs> entirely up to you i was say it's normally sort of midget porn or something but you know that's another, <laughs> that's another story um anyway going back to no retreat no surrender very quickly um mm. I, I think we established that you may have seen this but you were a bit non-committal or you weren't sure no, I hadn't seen this. I've seen. I saw the first one. Um, I rented that. Probably, probably watched it two or three times uh, during that. It was only a one rental film, so I've not seen it since then. Uh, I rented No Retreat, No Surrender three, Ooh. but they never had No Retreat, No Surrender two. Ooh. I've no idea what happened in number three. Apart from, I remember, I was I was going through the phase where I was watching like any martial arts film, so it was like No Retreat, No Surrender, King of the Kickboxers. Yeah, um, I can't remember. Bloodsport was in the shop at the time, or something possibly as well. That that kind of thing. <clears throat> Quite a few low yeah. budget ones, and um, I was disappointed in number three because it seemed to mainly contain guns and it didn't have enough punching and kicking for my liking. Hmm. So um, yeah. But, yeah. First time watch for me. 
Awesome. Well, that's that's a little bonus as well. It's always a bonus when neither of us have seen the film, um, but or one of us, I should should say, hasn't seen the film. But uh, yeah, No Retreat, No Surrender. That was in 1986. Uh, then you got No Retreat, No Surrender two in 87. Although, like I said, I don't think it came out until 1989. And then you got No Retreat, No Surrender three, Blood Brothers. That had got its little tagline or subtitle, I should say, uh, in 1990. So within the space of um, you know four years, they're not out a few films um the first film i think was quite successful which obviously then hence mm. the reason why they spawned a couple of sequels however none of the films have bear any relation to any each each other they've got no connections in other than i mean the second and third one have got the same actor um but i was gonna say i i, I was wondering that i was wondering if, if it was just the actor but playing a completely different character yeah absolutely yeah in the third one right yeah. okay like return of the living dead part one and part two that similar sort of thing yes that's it so um but uh yeah so it would have been a rental for me when i was a kid and i would have watched it quite a lot and i have quite a vivid memory uh, which i'll come to the one particular scene where my dad made a comment uh because he probably wouldn't have been watching it with me but then there is a scene where he um he said something which has always stuck in my mind, which you know it was no retreat, no surrender too. I mean, fucking hell. Um, so I'll did get... he say? Did he say what the fuck are they saying? <laughs> um, not quite. Um, but there's definitely something that was quite funny. Um, so yeah, have you got a little synopsis of this film? Yes, a very small synopsis, which seems to be the IMDb way with all the films that we look at anyway. So, uh, yes, the synopsis for No Retreat, No Surrender 2, Raging Thunder, is thus. In this sequel, Scott Wilde, an American kickboxer, must go to Cambodia to rescue his Vietnamese girlfriend from Russian and Vietnamese troops. Mm. Um it's got a 5.1 out of 10 on uh, IMDb, uh, but that's only based on 1,567 uh, ratings, so not many people, I guess. Um, there's no Metacritic, unfortunately. It's one of those films that doesn't... Oh, I'm, I miss Metacritic. We haven't had one of those for a while, unless we had one last month. <laughs> it seems we haven't had it for a bit, uh, have we? Did we have it for The Blob? I can't remember, you know. No, The Blob didn't, actually. No, The Blob didn't, and it surprised me, because I thought it would have done. That has definitely surprised me, actually. Yeah. Um, mm. so, so this is directed by C- Corey Yoon. Um, have you watched any films with Corey Yoon before? Um, uh, Corey Feldman, yes. <laughs> Corey Hames, yes. Was, so, was he the third Corey? <laughs> the, the films that you may have heard of that he directed was uh, DOA, uh, the, the the masterpiece with based on the video game with. Um, Never watched it. No, it's it's shit. It's uh, it's got Holly Valance in it amongst other people. Yeah, and, well, I mean, the the whole concept of DOA isn't it? It's just people like v- digital tits, isn't it? Bouncing. I mean, they would think there, yeah. was, there was even a mechanic where you could bounce the tits of the fighters. Um, yeah, it's just it's just a thing so people can wank over a computer game. That's all it is. Yeah, so there's lots of uh, very slick slow mo shots of you know women in scantily clad uh, various states of undress, etc. Um, the transporter with Jason Statham. That's a, probably one of his biggest. I've films. never seen that. No. no. Oh, 
I'm not, I'm not a massive Jason Statham fan, um, to be honest. Right. Which was, yeah, kind of kind of strengthened when I watched him in The Meg, which is rubbish. Oh, God. Yeah, it's shit. Um, yeah, I watched that as well. It's not very good. Um, he did the original No Retreat, No Surrender, and then he did the sequel, but he didn't do the third film. So, yeah. Um, so, anyway, that was that's some of the films that he's done. In terms of the actors... Other than Cynthia Rothrock, Roth, Cynthia Rothrock. Um, so it, uh, is it Rothrock or Rothrock? Rothrock. What do I say? Roth. You say Rothrock. I didn't know if there was like a specific pronunciation of, of Cyn- Cynthia's surname. Cynthia Rothrock. Uh, is that yeah, C- Cynthia Roth? Cynthia Rothrock. Yeah. <laughs> you got a uh, lisp. She's a nightmare. Um, Cynthia Rothrock, I'll go with that, because uh, it is Roth. Anyway, she um, she's in this. Um, I don't actually I have a look to see when this f- figured in her uh, sort of filmography. Uh, I'm guessing it's one of her earlier films. Um, she looks really young. She does, yeah. So this was definitely one of her earlier films. She did a handful of other stuff. Uh, but yeah, this was sort of like, you know, uh, I think at the sixth uh, film that she did um, before she did uh, China O'Brien in 1990 so you know I think that's that's the film that sort of put her on the map shall we say but then she did do a lot of um, uh, you know martial arts stuff not in America that but I think China O'Brien was yeah. the one that sort of you know like I said made her quite popular that's where I think I first started to see her in different things you know what I mean so um the the main actor, uh, Lauren Avdon, who again I, I've only ever seen him in I think it was this and uh, No Retreat, No Surrender, three. But he was in King of the Kickboxers, yeah. which my friend has uh, told me, which I've seen. Yeah, I need to watch because it's shit, but it's kind of fun shit. Do you know what I mean? But I don't know if that's true. Yeah, I I can't remember much about it. I don't know if there's one point where having a fight in like a in a weird dome in a tree or something. I could be making that up, but it's, uh, yeah, that, that, that could be on the list. Mm. Um, and then you've got the bad guy. Um, is it Matthias Hugh? Hughes? Yes. Uh, he's an alumni of uh, the Spotlight shows. Yeah, so he's a returning uh, actor that's featured in Dark Angel. He was the alien, wasn't he? The bad alien uh, that kept yeah, saying, very, very, this, this time he's given a sc- this time he's given a script. I know. And wow. <laughs> for, for better or worse. <laughs> he, he perfected his work on this, you know, his acting abilities to then work on yeah. a Dark oh, Angel. Very method. Very method. Yes. Where I think he got two lines. I mean, he says, I come in peace just before he kills somebody. And then at the very end, he changes it and he goes, I win. Uh, doesn't he? But that's the, that's about it. Yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, like I said, you know, it's uh, it's sort of well, there's no real stars as such. Um, no. Yeah. So, um, right, shall we listen to the trailer and then we'll come back and we'll start getting into the film? How's that soon? Yeah, that sounds cool. good. All right then. Here is the trailer for No Retreat, No Surrender Two, Raging Thunder, or Karate Karate. What was it? Karate Tigers Two. Co- yeah. <laughs> no, anyway, here's the trailer. Bangkok. A city of the exotic. The sensual. The 
extraordinary. The forbidden. You can't do this to me. You have no right. A land where the streets are a jungle. And the jungle is a war zone. Welcome aboard, boys. Terry, what are you doing here, you witch? Good chow and no bounty hunters, huh? It's the last time I have dinner with you. Three fearless adventurers. I vote we head back. You don't get a vote. You're just along for the cheap laughs. The risks don't scare them. The odds can't beat them. And nothing is going to stop them. Now, the only woman he ever loved will lead them to an enemy they have never faced. We ain't talking kidnapping. The time he will send you, we talking war. And the mission to save a life becomes the battle to free a nation. The fortress is impenetrable. The opponents are unpredictable. The commander is invincible. But they are unbelievable. The enemy doesn't stand a chance. No retreat, no surrender too. There you go. That was the trailer. So, uh, I only watched this about um, 15 minutes ago. <laughs> I can't remember much about it. Uh, other than it shows off quite a lot of film, as is the case, you know, from films of this era. Um you got any thoughts on it at all? Yeah, it shows a lot of the explosions in it, quite a bit of the fighting in it. And for reasons that are apparent fairly quickly, not much in the way of dialogue. Yes. Um, it's quite dialogue-like, the trailer. Yeah. Um, now, we, we should say, like I said, I've already mentioned that these films, the three films, they, they bear no relation to one another. Apparently, No Retreat, No Surrender 2 was supposed to feature the lead actor of uh, the first film and also uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme was supposed to return. But uh, when they discovered that the film was going to be filmed in Cambodia, um, they decided, actually, no, we don't want to go to Cambodia, uh, particularly, apparently, when the lead actor of the first film uh, was told, don't bring your girlfriend to Cambodia. It's probably not the best. Um, (laughs) So, you know, uh, they both pulled out at that point. And then it it was just, you know, the the theme of the first film, which I I, I saw not that long ago, probably still a few years ago, is that uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme's a Russian, isn't he? And it's all set up around this fight between it's a it's East versus West kind of you know it's it's like it's Rocky Four but martial arts type yeah. thing isn't it? Um, but the the fact the thing is that, that the fact that you know Van Damme's in it for about what ten minutes total, I think you know maybe I, think, um, I remember yeah. And then there's this whole weird thing going on with one about the lead actor or character being trained by the ghost of Bruce Lee, uh, which. <laughs> I don't remember at all. I, I genuinely don't remember. The thing is, and, and I, I even remember it now, like the VHS cover of No Retreat, No Surrender, it featured heavily Jean-Claude Van Damme, you know, and yeah. uh, that, that was it, wasn't it? So I think 
the only link or connection to the first film and the second film was that they were playing on that Russian versus American stereotype, wasn't it? You know, because at the time it was, you know, that was quite a big thing. Yeah, um, yeah that's that's probably the only thematical thing. Oh, and people get punched and kicked. Mainly kicked, but sometimes punched. Yeah, there's a bit of martial art. There's some martial arts in it and stuff. Uh, apparently this film had a bigger budget than the first one, um, which I think you can see. Uh, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, there's some explosions. Um, there's some explosions. Yeah, and not well, not just that. I was actually thinking more about you know the sort of the, the you know the shots of the the vistas and the the landscapes and everything you know and the the use of helicopters and uh, you know yeah, stuff true. like. Do you know what I mean? It just felt like they were actually got a min- bit of money to throw around on this one, uh, which. Yeah, like half half a kilo of explosives and the rental of a helicopter for forty eight hours. Yeah, uh... and also the fact that they're in Cambodia, so they can get away with quite a lot. They probably couldn't get away with if they were filming in you know a a country like America or or somewhere like that. Um, So yeah, like I said, I picked this because I hadn't seen it for years, and also it got Cynthia Rotherock in it. So I thought I've got to try and keep a connection between that and China O'Brien. So. Shall we start with this? Now, how many pages of notes yes. have you made? I have... Oh, I hate it when I start on that side. It makes me, makes me counting go wrong. I've, somehow, I, I have no idea how, I have nine pages of A4. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That's mental. Um should say as well that this film has got a running time of about an hour and 46 minutes hasn't it um i just got yes, a slight... surprisingly long it is actually quite like oh sorry an hour and 44 minutes according to uh, imdb which like you said for a film like this of that era or from that era i should say is quite a long film isn't it you'd think it would probably get yeah. away with about an hour and a half maximum oh definitely yeah uh so nine pages jesus christ um are they legible? No, I mean, because <laughs> uh, I watched it. I watched it in two bits. The bit I the bit I wrote last night is is truly terrible. Um, none of it's particularly great, but I think I, I think I've got to muddle through. Half of it is me just asking questions, I think, <laughs> or moaning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, but I had to write it down because. I think I think this is the film I've written the least amount of dialogue from the film down. Mm. Probably because I had no idea what half of it was, but we'll get there. Yes. Well, so I did seven and uh, a couple of paragraphs. Um, so seven pages and a couple of paragraphs. So yeah, um, not quite as much as you. So, but yeah, this will be interesting. Mm. Um, <clears throat> right then. So it opens up in Vietnam, doesn't it? Uh, it sort yes. of reminded me a little bit of Rambo 3. Um, and I think there's definitely a... The- you know, I, I, Rambo 3, I don't think, came out until 89. Um, actually, let me think. So I think the first film film was 82. second film was 85. So actually, it might have been 87. But either way, I can't imagine that they would have copied that much off Rambo. I don't know. Or Rambo would have copied off this, I should say. Um no. Um, but it just—it's—it's oh, a, it's a random opening of uh, a firing squad. Um, yeah, 
and lightning first. Oh, because it's yeah. a stormy, stormy dark night in Vietnam. Yeah, a firing squad. Yeah, uh, I have no real idea what's going on here. But anyway, there's a guy, no? a Vi- Vietnamese dude, who's reading from a script. There's no subtitles, or there were no subtitles with. <laughs> <them>. <laughs> No, it did, didn't help, did it? There's a, there's a few of these. I'm thinking, I'm sh- I'm sure this is explaining something, but it's all in Vietnamese. I, I was wondering, I was thinking, has that twat sent me a link for a foreign version? <laughs> and, well, also, as well, there, there are conversations, like proper conversations that people have in Vietnamese <laughs> with no subtitles. Yeah. And you just kind of like left to fill in the blanks a little bit well you know so i have no idea why these people have been sentenced to death why they're being killed no um nope. but the thing is the guy is reading out quite it's quite a long script as well it's quite a long speech yeah, Do you yeah know I, mean? I, I didn't have a clue and i'm still not entirely sure either if i'm honest no there's a whole i know i, I know the baddie comes back eventually he comes in the film he comes back into the film again after about an hour or an hour and ten. But this, yeah, this whole thing was a mystery. It was just people getting shot and lots of Vietnamese scripts. Well, he, he's got a scar on his face, hasn't he? So instantly yeah. he's a bad guy, you know, because he's got a scar on his face. Um, but yeah, they get shot. And then <clears throat> you get the sort of thunder striking. Oh, no, does thunder doesn't strike, does it? Uh, the, the, the Lightning. Thund- <laughs> hey. Lightning that strikes. Light, that's right. That, that's it. Yeah. So you get the thunder and the lightning, and then the titles come up, and that's where the raging thunder. Um, yeah. It was. You know, there's a game called Raging Thunder, isn't there? There is. Yeah. Side-scrolling shoot 'em up type thing. It's beat 'em up, you knob. Not shoot 'em up. Are you sure? Are you sure you don't fire a gun in it? Oh God. Oh, by shoot 'em up, I don't. I don't mean spaceshipy thing. I mean like a side-scrolling. Uh, you There's mean two ro- levels. You can no. go at the top or the bottom. And you... Uh, you mean Rolling Thunder? Oh, ball sack. Yes, I do. Yes. Now, Raging... Th- is it... Ra- I'm sure it's Raging Thunder. It's the one where it's like a, a, a sort of a homage, shall we say, although not particularly good one, of uh, Streets of Rage and other side-scrolling beat-em-ups. Um, and... Oh, God. Yeah, that was that was crap. And it's digitised, isn't it? So it's a bit like Pit Fighter yes. and... You know, games like that. Anyway, I'm sure that's yeah. Raging Thunder. Anyway, but um, yeah. So I thought the title sounded, you know, familiar. Um, so then um, you see, uh, uh, you know, uh, lots of sort of. Th- this is the titles now, featuring the most amazing song ever. I think, which is title. <laughs> I think it's called Raging Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's not really a description of the song, though. The song's anything but Raging Thunder. It's like this soppy fucking love song, isn't it? Like, And it just yeah. happens to feature the, the, the words, Raging Thunder. I mean, it will feature in this episode. <laughs> I'm, it's got to. Uh, just so you know, people know what we're talking about. Um, but yeah, it's just like, a, you know, there's a plane, it's flying into Bangkok, and then... Um, you know, there's a, a dude on a payphone in an airport who is the lead character called Scott. Um, At the time, I just called him Cap Man because he was wearing a blue baseball cap. Yes, um, and then he ends up in a in a, um, a like a well, is it like a gym or an arena where there's a, a ring? I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's a ring there, and he calls it a gym later on, but there's no gym there. It's just a ring and. Uh... 
there's a lady in there kicking the shit out of someone who's uh, Cynthia Rothrock, who we later find out is called Terry. Yes. And she kicks the fuck out. They seem to be doing it for one old man sat on a chaise long. <laughs> yeah. Sort of. It's like but he's... There's a round of applause, but there's no one there to give a round of applause. There's just this weird old man sat there watching her kick the shit out of someone. It's quite weird. Yeah. And he's just, he's there, he's going, ha, 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 ha. He's sort of laughing, at it, smoking um, on his kind of, like you said, thrown couch, uh, you know, yeah. sofa. <laughs> just thinking, he's going to be a bad guy or something. But um, no, sadly yeah. not. Um, no. So then Scott, apparently, he's looking for his friend. Um, and so then Cynthia Rotherock uh, has a chat with him. And the man. You say and a chat. They're both just giving attitude straight away. It's a really odd way of uh, introducing the first bit of dialogue that your main character has. They just start having a pop at each other. She's got. She's full of spunk, as they'd say. Yes. And yeah, it, it's it's just like agitated banter. I was like, oh, okay, all right. This is yeah, weird. yeah. And then he gets, he has a fight with uh, a dude for just for no reason, you know, because uh, it's the first few minutes of the film, isn't it? I okay, guess he's got to establish that he's actually, he can do some martial arts and stuff, I guess. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah he, get, he gets in the ring, he starts getting beaten a little bit, but then he, he uh, you know, he, he manages to kick the fuck out of this dude. Um, now, the one thing I would say about this film is that, I quite like the martial arts in it. It is typical of that era, isn't it? You know, sort of. Yeah. Uh, it's quite fast. It's uh, it's over the top. It's a bit crazy. You know what I mean? And clearly the guy... Yeah, like, set, set to porn music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some of the music used in this film is really odd. And this sounds like porn music from the 1980s. And hmm. this, yeah, there's odd music used several times in this film that doesn't really match the uh, match the pictures, but... I suppose it was cheap to use, maybe. Yes. Uh, and Lauren Avdon, he can do martial arts. You know, he clearly he has got some skills and stuff. So, uh, you know, he's he's can, can do some, some high kicks and stuff like that, you know, and he's quite fast. Um, and there's quite a funny line, I, you know, made a note of it. It says that, uh, didn't anyone tell you the difference between hospitality and hospitalisation? Um, but I have to say, I mean, acting-wise, fucking hell. Oh. <laughs> oh, I mean, oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, poor Cynthia, she's very one tone in this film. Yeah, she manages to be quite expressive without having any expression in her voice at the same time. Mm. And people, everyone, everyone speaks like they are actually just reading the lines off a big whiteboard in the background. And whoever's written it down on the whiteboard in the background has put no grammar, no full stops, no commas, no nothing, no line breaks. It's brilliant, mm. sort of. Sort of, yeah. And uh, one particular, oh my God, I was in bits. And it's not far off, actually. <laughs> um, it's hilarious. But yeah, so then, anyway, he beats the dude. Then, for some reason, even though he's won fairly, uh, all their, all his mates jump in and they want to start a fight. But Cynthia Rothrock stops yep. it. Terry stops it. Uh, and then, like I said, he's looking for his his friend Mac Jarvis. Um, yeah, and she says, "I'll try and deliver it the best the way that she d- did it." What do you want with that bag of foul wind? <laughs> yes, one of several strange lines. What an awesome line! What do you want with that bag of foul wind? Awesome. Um, 
so then he goes to his hotel, which is a fucking shithole. Oh, no, no, it's the glamorous nine-story hotel in the middle of Bangkok where there's you walk into your room and there's pictures of semi-naked ladies. Outside, you're accosted by ladies of the night and the one of the strangest-looking pimps you'll see. He just looks like, I don't know, he looks like a bedraggled labia. He just looks horrendous. <laughs> and, uh, and he's just trying to force his whores on him. He's... <laughs> Yeah, I wrote down. He gets harassed by hoes. Um, it's just like yeah. you can't. They they literally sort of throwing hoes at him. Uh, you know, for him to shag. Uh, and so he, you know, even when he's in his room and he's on the phone, he can't get any peace because he's pimp and he's he's just bringing in different women. Um, yeah. And there's a slightly comic uh, or comedic bit now when he jumps on the bed to have a rest, uh, and it just collapses underneath him. Now, yes. Ha 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 ha. He I says, l- oh, it's not my day. No. <laughs> I uh, listened to this with headphones on. And I don't know if you did or if you could hear in the background, whichever way you were listening to it. But w- there are like there's sex noises in the background just constantly. Oh, no, I don't know. I didn't hear this that bit. No, this, and, um, I'll spit it out. This bit, I was watching it on the TV. It was only after... After another bit, another couple of sections, I thought I can't watch it on TV. That's when I went to the phone, and then I used headphones. But at this point, no, I missed out on all the uh, arousing soundtrack in the background. Yeah. So then he he, he picks up the phone. He calls a big posh house. Uh, well, he doesn't call the posh house because that would be weird. But it's a posh house, and uh, then yeah. um, another man barges in with a with a hoe on his arm. Um, and um, so then this again, this was quite funny. Just because of how kind of terrible it was, because he pretends to be somebody from this girl who answers like a college, doesn't he? And he's he's it's bad. Hello, this is Wing speaking. Miss Wing, this is Frank Dobbles, assistant registrar of Oberlin College, calling. It appears we have some problem with your diploma. My diploma? It appears the graduation committee of the dean's office are greatly disappointed with your, shall we say, somewhat scandalous relationship with Mr. Scott Wilde. We must request that you return your diploma immediately. Scott, cut it out. Where are you? In Bangkok. I just got here. But you said you'd be here next week. I miss you, baby. I miss you, too. Have you told your parents yet? I was waiting for you to get here. Where can we meet to, uh, you know? Have dinner? I know a fantastic place, the Palace Garden on Sukhumit Road. I got a better idea. Why don't hey, we have... Hey, you! This... You keep for you, this girl number one in Thailand. Forget it. I don't want it. Scott! Scott! What's going on? Troy, you get her out of my room! Sorry, honey. Uh, it's a bell captain trying to deliver someone's dog in this room. Try next door! Like I was saying, I'll see you there. Okay. I'll make reservations. Bye. Okay, bye. <sighs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, they got him in for his martial arts and not his acting. <clears throat> no. So, yeah, he, he jokes that he's some administra- administrator from a college and he's, uh, they can't process a diploma or something. Uh, and then it all turns out because she's seeing Scott Wilde, which is him. Yes. It turns out is his girlfriend. And his, his acting is terrible. But it's just made so much better because she's an absolute atrocious person at 
speaking. <laughs> and she's got a horrible scream, which we'll talk about later on. Oh, you're good. Yes, I, I I knew you'd note that down, and I have Fucking done the hell. same. Um, and then another man barge. Well, sorry, the pimp barges in again with another uh, woman. And again, so during the, this conversation um, where it's all going on, it's just like this crescendo. So it's I get it, my words out of just like ah 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 ah. And then as the scene ends, that you can actually hear you know the the, the neighbours or whatever of reach their climax shall we say um nah. anyway <laughs> um but his girlfriend though her delivery her delivery is not the worst in the film but oh hello scott how are you i didn't know you were coming to i didn't know you were calling me yet i hope you're okay i love you scott thank you bye yes and she's going to be the mother of his children which is a line <laughs> yes <laughs> yes another very strange line it's, uh, oh, we'll get God. there Yes. So anyway, evening time, and then he goes to a posh restaurant um, with the 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 sort of they're not, I don't know if they're waitresses or whatever, but they're wearing some very questionable clothes. The trousers, they're sort of like you know MC Hammer type baggy trousers, aren't yeah. they? Um, his missus is there, and um, Su Lin. Su Lin, that's it. Now I just got the impression I never once, and again it's maybe down to the acting, never once thought that. Uh, he like loved her or there's any genuine emotion towards her i just thought he gen he no. just genuinely wants to shag her that's what he came yeah. across as he just you know he, all he wants to do is shag her um and yeah. so even though she showed up she showed up dressed as a decorative cucumber she looks weird he feels out of place because he's underdressed because they walk through the restaurant, then they seem to walk. Is, is it near like a ah uh, like a jetty or something where there's boats? Or have I dropped mm. that? I I yeah, don't remember that walk, bit, but yeah. Oh, they not. But they've got their own table, haven't they? Like away from everywhere else. Oh, the jet, and, the sort uh, of jetty in the in the restaurant. Yes, no, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. And they sit down for a delightful meal, which they decided. Well, someone must have watched the Temple of Doom. Is all yes. I'm saying on that one. Yes, because there's an assortment of um uh delicacies shall we say that have been uh sort of like you know rolled out now all of this because there's this kind of like again little subplot conversation about you know have you told your dad you know um because her dad is a big wig you know he's 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 quite a posh yeah. important person or something or other because she makes this play of saying well i've bought i i scott I got all the food that my dad would like. So, you know, yeah. at least... So I thought he's going to meet her dad because it's sort of like, you That's know... That's what well, I thought, yeah. Why Why have you ordered all the food that your dad likes? But your dad's not even fucking there, you bint. <laughs> Imagine if you'd have done that. It's weird. I like, oh yeah, I'm taking you out for a nice meal, but I've ordered you a spam sandwich because it's what my dad used to eat. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? So, um... It's just... Mm. Nom, 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 nom. All this lovely food. Yes, well, so it is exactly just like the Temple of Doom because, like, you know, it comes out on silver platters. Uh, so when he lifts the lid off them, you get one which is, like, just bugs. Like, a, is it lo locusts or...? Yeah, you've, you've got locusts, beetles, um, some sort of dried iguana, uh, and then tiger's balls. <laughs> so Yes, uh, yeah. and then some kind of tentacle shit, um, and then yep. 
Um, something and he gets which... a bowl of bean curd, though, which he goes, oh, I love bean curd. <laughs> and, you know, I'm already thinking Temple of Doom. And uh, again, her delivery. Oh, I... he's like, oh, thanks, Sulin. I love this. I love bean curd. No, dear Scott, that's not bean curd. That's monkey brain. <laughs> it didn't look like da, monkey da, brain. Da, da, da. Yeah. Um, So anyway, (sighs) he spits it out. Next scene, though, I mean, this escalated quickly because he's pissed up, or at least he appears to be pissed up. She's not so bad, but he's fucking stumbling all the way down the corridor to his hotel room. So he takes his posh girlfriend to a shitty (laughs) hotel room. Whorehouse. Yeah, where he's been, you know, harassed by... Uh, prostitutes and uh, and then they have this like slow soft seduction scene um, and uh, yeah it, I mean I'm, I was thinking well if she is posh and she likes a bit of rough maybe she's up for that kind of thing you know kind of uh, you know yeah. being shagged in a dirty whorehouse um, but it's not I mean it's not great is it and you know, walking no, into a room where, where, where there's fucking pictures of, like you said, half-nude women. <laughs> what the fuck? His bed's broken as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and it's it's, it's not the most arousing sex scene ever, is it? You know, no semis at this this end of the uh, laptop anyway. Yes. So all, uh, all, all they do is kiss. You see her take a shoe off. Uh, <laughs> then, a zip, then, she dro- then she drops her handbag and then they they kiss a bit. And then they're finished, mm. more or less. And the fucking music again. <laughs> Dear God, it's terrible. Your Highness, as you can tell, I've spared no expense. Your kindness won't go unrewarded. Uh, yes, and so yeah, that's that. They they had a shag. Um, then this scene, fuck me. If you can explain to me what the fuck this was all about, I will give you. Well, I shouldn't say that because I've already lost a bet to my daughter. Um, but uh, if you can explain to me what this scene is, I will give you five pounds. I've learnt my lesson now. Um, I can tell you simply what it is, which is hilarious. I I I have no idea. So anyway, the posh house, which is her house, I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, a phone rings, and this uh, this sort of you know middle aged. He's getting on a bit. Vietnamese dude walks to the phone. Hello, hello. This is Bing Lam Kim speaking. Hello, are you still there? What happened? What do you mean they are dead? How about the general? 
Hello? Hello? Is there anybody there? Damn it! Hello? 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 Is anybody there? Hello? He's <laughs> <laughs> so... Hello? Because his voice doesn't sound like it's come... he should come out of his body. It's like he's... The... No, it's really, really high-pitched, isn't it? It's, he's like the Hello? Vietnamese, Frank, Frankie How- not Frankie Howard. What's the dude out of Carry On? Oh, um... The, 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 Kenneth oh, Williams. Um, Frank Spence. Oh, right. Oh, no. Because he's more like that, isn't he? It's a bit... Um, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say it's... Frank Spencer, but it's not that either. Yeah. Oh, well, he's Betty, isn't he? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's odd. It's odd. It's so he odd. just has this discussion. He just reads it, and it's him reading it. That's all it is. There's no, there's very little space left for the, you know, in between lines for the other part of the conversation to happen. So it's like, hello, hello, who is there? Hello, what happened? What do you mean they're dead? Hello, hello, are you still there? Hello, so damn it! I yes, that's it. He finished up. Damn it! I didn't pick up on any of the dead stuff or whatever. I just he just he walks to the phone. He picks it up. He has this conversation or something. And you know, is there anybody else on the other end of the phone? What is going on? I have no idea. Yeah, no but idea. It, it was hilarious. I mean, I must admit, this was um, again. This will feature in the episode. I'm sure at some point. Um, but uh, yeah, and then. That's just so out of place. Don't even. I mean, maybe yep. it makes sense if you got subtitles or. Uh, <laughs> well, because it was in English. Well, it was in English. <laughs> Which yeah. is a lot of English in this film. Yes. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, I kept my five pounds, so that's good. I'm happy about that. Um, well, but no, because then... I said I said it was hilarious, and that's exactly what it was. Well, yeah, it did, I, how it serviced the plot, I have no idea, though. Um, but so anyway, back in the hotel room and, uh, you know, there she's chatting about, oh, I didn't t- my pet, my dad's actually really rich, you know, or whatever yeah. and or whatever. And it's just like, fuck me. Then. Oh, and that was the other thing I should have said when all these prostitutes were being wheeled in and out. The set itself, the door, fucking hell. I mean, you could have... It's like balsa wood, isn't it? It's barely that. It's papier-mâché set. <laughs> it was good to see It was good to see that post-coitus that she just draped herself in his filthy spunk blanket, but he decided that the best thing to wear would be tracksuit bottoms and a luminous yellow vest. Mm, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, the, the door knocks. Probably thinking it's a, it, it, it's the a pimp because she, she, you know, she actually says, "What pimp or what prostitute or something," um, and then shit kicks off. There's armed people there with knives. Uh, she's gonna get kidnapped now. Just prior to her getting although, kid- although these kidnappers, they're not the brightest bunch, are they? You'd think they've been told by someone, "Go and kidnap her," but one of them thinks. By kidnap, does it mean that I've got to put a pillow on her head and just about to shoot her through the skull? <laughs> yeah, but prior- I, you've got the wrong orders. Yeah, until he gets stopped by one of his mates. Prior to that, fuck me, they slam her onto the floor, don't they? Like they, they thro- do actually, yeah. Throw her off the bed like she's a sack of potatoes. Um, and yeah, then uh, Scott's kind of he's he's up against the wall. He's got a couple of knives. 
up to his um, neck, so he can't do a great deal. Um, and then uh, there's a there's a fight in shoes, and yeah. uh, it's a decent fight, I have to say. It kind of like starts in the hotel room, moves into the hallway, um, and that he. Paul's hilarious choking face at one point when he's getting throttled. Uh, I don't know if you caught yes. that. Oh my God, it's terrible. Yeah. Um, and then, because um, they want to stick him with a needle as well, don't they? Which I was thinking, well, are they yeah. trying to put him to sleep? Or what was in the, what was well, in the know, uh, it, syringe? I don't know, because the highlights were there's a ball kick, so he gets a good old bollock kick in there. He throw, does that thing which happens in a few films where someone gets thrown through a door and there's two people fucking in the background. Um, <laughs> he does bang someone's head against the wall quite a lot, which very much reminded me of The Raid. Mm. He does that in The Raid, only it's just a tad more brutal in The Raid. Yes. Uh, and then, yeah, then he, he sticks someone with that needle who appears to die within three seconds or mm. fall asleep, but I'm not sure which one. So now I am going to try and join the the dots together and this is kind of next level thinking i, I mean I'll, I'll come to it what my thoughts are what i think the filmmakers were trying to do because it does potentially link together now i could be just bluffing myself or kidding myself that i, I actually think i know what went on um but i think it's drugs isn't it that's kind of what they they wanted to pretend that he had had a drug overdose i think that's kind of what I picked up because um, that sort of links into one of the next scenes um, uh, where there's mention yeah. about drugs, and he gets accused yeah, of. Yeah, but it doesn't still doesn't it still doesn't make much sense because there's there's nothing called proof anywhere. I mean, the whole thing in I don't I do, I don't understand the scene coming up in the slightest. I'm not entirely sure how the dots were joined together. There, I'm hoping you can explain it for me because it makes no fucking sense at all. But, uh, <laughs> But just prior to that, after this fight happens, um, these, like, all the other people in the rooms come out. They're like weird sex zombies because they all try... Yeah, what, what's uh, going on? They try and grab him. What the fuck are they doing? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know. Are they trying to give him to people? Are they trying to save him? Are they trying to hurt him? I wasn't sure. Just everyone just bundles him, basically. and I have no idea. I don't know what the purpose was. Yeah. Friend I, or foe. Not sure. I, no, it didn't make any sense to me either. Um... Well, anyway, then he goes to this house, which you've seen the outside of, because you see the outside shot when he phones the place, uh, which is where I believe his girlfriend lives, which is where yeah, that but the, man picked up the phone. The, yeah, but the police are all there, aren't they? Because the police are there covering up various bodies that have all been murderized. Yeah. Which I, is that her family, her servants? Who are these people? I don't know. So this is the, this is what I was trying to think about. So the guy who picked up the phone, hello, hello, damn it, uh, him. I think maybe that he had had a phone call to say that they're going to kill the family or the servants, or they're going to kidnap the girl. Then they kidnap the girl. Then they kill the family uh, to threaten the dad who they need to. F- fund this war or do something um, so that he'll pay them lots of money to be able to yeah, but, but, but where did he go because he was at home answering the phone then he's not at home if he's received a threat but then someone murders either his family or servants or both and he's not there but he suddenly turns up 
he turns up in like he turns up in the next scene saying something which I think how the fuck do you know? Why Scott turns up and he asks about Sue Lin and they arrest him for murder based on I don't know what because call me old Mr. Traditional but if I've murdered like 10 people I don't tend to hang around like 40 foot from the bodies and then go and ask the police questions. Well, did they uh, suspect that he'd murdered the people in the house? See, at one point, I thought this guy who went, the, the, hello? I thought he was Su Lin's dad. I, I, I don't... I, I think it's Su Lin's dad, isn't it? I don't know. I didn't think he was. I thought... I, th- I, I don't thought know. it was. Okay. I, anyway. Because um, he so, turns up at four points in this film, doesn't he? I'm sure that's Su Lin's dad. Yeah. But... I don't know that he just turns up and he gets arrested and he's for murder. I'm assuming of those people. He does the classic line. You can't do this. I'm an American. Yes. Um, and, and then I mean, obviously I, I thank fuck the interrogation scenes coming up because everything's really well explained. <laughs> and then, but also just prior to that, when he gets bundled into the car, he shouts, I'll own this frigging country when Mr. Wing gets through with you. <laughs> Who's Mr. Wing? <laughs> oh, Mr. Wing's her dad. But, Is he? So he's threatening them. Yeah, because yeah, she's Su Lin Wing, I think. No, yeah, Wing's her dad. It's Wing something son, sin. I don't know. Yeah, Wing's her dad. But he's threatening the police with a man who he hasn't met. Mr. Wing. So why? Yeah, because she's Su, Su Lin Wing, isn't she? Isn't it? She? Oh, it's it's one of those. It's Sulin Nguyen, N-G-U-Y-E-N is how it's spelt. Oh, and then then you've got Mr. Nguyen, Nguyen, uh, (laughs) who's, uh, so that must be her dad. That's, it's got to be, hasn't it? But, yeah, but it still makes no sense. (laughs) (laughs) Why he fucked off. Why he's in the next scene, why he says what he says, I don't get it. He's never met him. He's never met Scott, has he? We've established this at the scene before. Because, you know, Scott's Scott's saying, have you told your parents, have you told parents or dad, have you told them about me yet? And she's waiting for the right time. So was there a whole scene where the dad was supposed to be at the restaurant and that got cut out, but then they put him in in it when he was on the phone? Oh my god! I, I nearly had a fucking aneurysm while I was watching this, trying to figure out what the fuck was going on. Um, but anyway, so then we get to the police station, um, and there's an interrogation, and then they say they accuse him of killing people. Now I was thinking, yeah. well, what people? Was it the people at the house, or actually was it the person that he killed with the hypodermic needle? I don't know. I assumed it, I assumed it was the people at the house, but what then confuses me is. He's telling he's telling the police that him and Sue are just friends. Yet the yeah. whole point he was meeting, oh, but they were engaged. <laughs> so he was meeting her dad to be engaged, and now he's telling the police that they were just friends. Mm. But in the fucking back room, where we get to, Mister Wings there as well. So this poor fucker <laughs> in the background, who makes no sense as a human being anyway, is finding out this fella is not a fiance, but only a friend. I don't fucking know. It doesn't help that the fella interrogated him has no grasp without speak English anyway. Oh. <laughs> and also, who's the fucking American bloke who's standing in the background? You know, it's one of those interrogation rooms where you've got the one-way glass Great mirror. question. 
Who's the American Not a clue. Bloke? Not is a it... fucking clue. He can't act either. But no idea. <laughs> You've got a bloke. He's sat in that room with that bloke going, You don't matter people Vietnam. You don't you got money in your bunya. Trouble. What? I don't know. Then someone flicks a little fucking switch outside when a little red light comes on. He goes out to speak to his captain. The captain speaks to this American fella with a beard who I think is there to try and tell... I mean, I don't fucking get this for a start. I mean, apparently the plan is he's being done for murder. Old beardy American man who also can't act and just speaks at one tone all the time at the same thing and doesn't say anything useful and da-da-da-da-da. He says, all right, what we'll do then is we'll chuck him on a plane to fucking Singapore and we'll have to revoke his visa for three months. And that's the agreement, apparently. What the fuck? Uh, And then the phone man, who I think we've established now is Mr. Wing, the dad, he turns around and says, oh, it's not his fault. It's not his fault. What? How the fuck? This is the first time you've met this fucker. He was only trying to help. Yeah. Uh, How? What? You don't even know him. (laughs) What? How how has he helped? All he's done is... All he's done is give his daughter what for and then okay. gone to their house and be in the be in the same place when everyone's been killed. Yes. And it can't be the family because the dad's not upset. Yeah. I mean, what family? Does she, does she have sisters, brothers, mothers? I don't know. Aunties, uncles? We don't know any of them. There's just bodies. Yeah. And he's not upset. He's... Just saying that he was trying to help. He didn't try and help. He's never met the fucking dude. This dude also <laughs> saying he's not engaged. He's only a friend. They're sending him to a different country, even though they're trying to charge him with murder. Beardy America man somehow got him out of the country, but telling me, oh, you have to revoke his visa for three months. So it's like, he says, oh, we'll just have to leave it three months until it blows over. Uh, that's how long it takes a 10 body homicide in Vietnam to become, you know, Oh, fuck it. We haven't solved it in three months. We'll just sweep it under the carpet. We'll just let him back in. I don't get it. See, I thought, now, this was going to go in a totally different direction, that this guy, the the the, the, um, the reason why they were going to let him off so leniently was because they were going to send him in to, uh, you know, uh, Cambodia or whatever to actually uh, fight on their behalf to get some people out, you know, prisoners out or something like that, or do something. I thought, oh, maybe it's going to go, you know, they're going to use him to, to fight their war for them. Um, a bit like Rambo 2, you know, it's like they yeah. get him out of prison, send him into Vietnam to free the POWs. But, um, you know, so I thought, oh, it's going to get down this route. It didn't. I had no idea what oh, that, was going that, on. That's also, that's completely different to what I was thinking. I was thinking it's <laughs> going to turn out that old Mr. Wing is some kind of fucking Vietnamese Yakuza crime boss. And they've basically set this poor American fella up for the murder of everyone. So he can take control of something because he's an evil bastard. So I thought, right, but they're not actually going to kill him. They're just going to boot him out of the country. But it will hide, you know, basically they've used him to hide the crimes of Mr. Wing. But it's not that either. No. Well, the thing is, <clears throat> if Mr. Wing is an utter twat, um, you know, and a warmonger or whatever, because I think that's even su- su- suggested at one point in the fucking film, um, then he doesn't sound like it, does he? He's got the no. most... Un- well, I wasn't he's about- sure he's a warmonger. I, I, I didn't understand when we actually get to what he is and what he's trying to do. I didn't really get it because the person who's describing it at the time didn't know really what they were saying. I've no. got a few words, but... <laughs> 
Anyway, so they they ship him <laughs> off to um, this airport. Uh, oh, he's going on a special flight, a special flight to Singapore. So mm. Special flight, be some kind of jumbo jet, puff daddy, if p diddy, fucking luxury jet. No, it's it's basically two bits of wood and a propeller on it. That's his special <laughs> flight. Yeah. Um, he uh, manages to escape and uh, gets on a motorbike and. Uh, for some reason, jumps over at five planes. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I tell you, those yellow ramps, fuck me, they were convenient. They were very convenient, well, I, can yes. un- I can understand one where he... Ju- yes! The police, this is the, this is the first incompetent police because he's surrounded by police with guns. No one wants to shoot anyone, though. They're scared shitless of pulling that trigger. But he jumps over that yellow ramp, over the tail of the plane he's supposed to go in. thought, that's convenient, but I'll take that. But now there's a row of like five more planes, and each one has a convenient ramp, so he can jump over every single one. Mm. Yellow yeah. ramps, make it, look, best friend. Yeah, like you said one one uh, plane to escape. Fair enough. But then it's like, actually, I'm going to fucking show off a bit now. <laughs> he had no yeah. reason to jump over those planes. He could have driven or no. drove, you know, gone around them. But you know, yes. hey, yeah, you know, he escapes to the jungle. Yes. But then he's uh, not in the jungle because the next scene he's in Bangkok. I'm assuming it's Bangkok again. Yeah, <clears throat> well, it's definitely a seedy part of town, isn't it? And because uh, he's looking yes. for his mate, uh, and, and he's he goes... f- five very quick shots of like neon nudie bar signs. Yes. It, it really doesn't linger. It's like one, two, three, four, five. All right, okay, we're in the uh, topless part of town. Then are we? Mm, yes. This is my. I've never been to Bangkok, but or Thailand, no. or, but uh, I kind of imagine that it's it's there's lots of places like this you know sort of uh, those seedy parts of town and lots of lady yeah. boys and stuff like that um anyway uh so yeah he goes into this um nightclub stroke strip joint whatever you want to call it um there's lots of women dancing but superstar there's no, top- there's no topless That's is there no no not not at all um, i mean i was thinking why has he chosen that place to start off with i thought he's he's walked around because they do like the shots of him walking around Bangkok because you get the one where his shoes are his shoes are moving. You get a headshot, and yeah, he go decides to go into superstar, and then yeah, you get a few uh, ladies dancing on poles, but you know, completely non non naked, yes. and then decides to ask an absolute random human being if they know Mac, Mac Jarvis, who's his friend, which was where the film fucking started in the first place, wasn't it? That was. <laughs> He's after his mate. Um, yeah. That's why he went to this random, <laughs> you know, gym. <laughs> yeah, but what? He's chosen two random places and asked two random people if they know where his friend is. I mean, his his friend must be something special if he thinks, "All oh, right, so that person over there in the corner, they're not Vietnamese. They're bound to know where Mac is. Where's mm. Mac? Where's Mac Jarvis?" Yes, um, and. Then you see this dude who's arm wrestling uh, another man, uh, an American man wrestling a you know a, 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 uh, another chap. And uh, yeah. the twist with this is that it's sort of like there's a gas burner on either side of their hands. So if <laughs> whoever loses, <laughs> you know, it's not just like a oh shit, you know, you burnt my hand. It's like fucking hold yeah. it there until it's proper burnt to a crisp. Um, yeah. Arm wrestling on a hot plate. I mean, who doesn't want to do that? Yeah. 
yes. So, um, I, I yeah. I, <laughs> uh, but anyway, so he goes over to him and he tries to distract him, which almost makes him lose. Uh, and then yeah. uh, he he fights back. And he, like I said, he just he doesn't just sort of like let go of the 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 loser's hand. He holds it there until it burns for a little while. Yeah. Um, well, which is nice. He, he puts he puts him off using the that special technique of blowing cigar smoke in his face, then putting his cigar out in his beer and then drinking a bit of his beer. Yes. To which the other fellow goes ha 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 ha, and then he loses. <laughs> uh, so anyway, they go off. They grab a beer. They're watching the news, or at least uh, well, Mac is well, watching the news. He's a sore loser first. That fellow doesn't he? he picks a fight oh and god, kicks shit out of him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because there can't be sort of like you know ten minutes without some martial arts happening in the film, uh, or at least some kind of action. You know, um, so yeah, that's it. He 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 doesn't he he goes to fight him, um, and then Scott takes him out. Um, so anyway, but yeah, there's the news is on in the background, and Mac can speak Vietnamese, or uh, you know he can speak yeah. the lingo, can't he? Um, yeah. Because Scott's oblivious to all of this, and so fucking am I, because there's no subtitles uh, or no. anything. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's anything. Here you find out, that I assumed they were really close friends, but it turns out they haven't seen each other for 10 years. Mm. So how old's Scott? I mean, because he looks fairly young. It's, it's I mean, just... Were they 10? Or were they 15 last time they saw? Well, I don't know, because... Yeah, because Mac looks a good 10... He's got a good 10 years on Scott. Yes. So, would that put Scott at... Maybe he was 9? Maybe Mac was 19? Maybe he was a bit of a pedo? <laughs> uh, well, then, they obviously have a bond anyway. Uh, yeah, but no retreat, no surrender, yeah. <laughs> Um, so they, anyway, they go and grab some food. He asks him about the murders and, um, then they, you know, they leave, they go to this like outdoor sort of restaurant, um, which are they, I mean, oh no, it's later on where they're eating a bat or some kind of weird fucking animal that they've, well, that... I don't know here they're, um, I'm sure there's an edit here, which must've been something probably cut because, um, they have a shot of, um, or Mac has a shot of like, uh, I think Cobra Blood. He has three shots. And is it yeah. like a hu- there's a half second shot of when you see a snake go towards something. I didn't pause it, but I'm assuming there might have been an actual scene in there where they cut the head off a snake or something. But it seems just a really odd cut where you see the snake in the in the snake basket, and then there's a small shot of a snake moving towards something and looking a bit like a knife, and then it cuts so quickly. I'm wondering if those the censor said you can't have that, and rather than remove the whole shot, they've left left half a second in for some reason i don't know mm. maybe well, maybe not see because matt's got three shot glasses uh and i wouldn't have known this unless i looked it up on imdb or wikipedia but apparently that was real cobra blood that he drank um uh, but i wouldn't have known that anyway i just thought oh he's drinking shots uh but like you said because that that sort of whole scene he's just chopped out a little bit um Hmm. So they they're just chatting generally about shit, aren't they? I think, uh, and yeah. then these two dudes interrupt, and then they get surrounded by a whole host of blokes. Yeah, this is this is not the first time I write. Uh oh, ambush. <laughs> um, yeah, big fight. Um, 
Awful, and... awful fucking music yet again. For a... <laughs> it's not fight scene music. How about a royal flush? <laughs> <laughs> And Mac, <laughs> it's really odd. It, it's like the end credit scene of a family sitcom from from nineteen eighty seven, but mm. people are getting the shit kicked out of them. It should be something with a bit of, I don't know, a bit of raging thunder, for instance. But it's not. Yes. It's it's like a mellow wet fart, isn't it? In, in comparisons. It's all, <laughs> Um, yeah, and uh, so Mac, he's, he's sort of fighting dirty and whatever. He puts a cigarette yeah. in somebody's face, uh, randomly smashes fucking eggs in somebody's face. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Melon smash and cigar burns, eggs to the face. <laughs> and then someone um, says, Dumb, ah, done move. Because he, uh, Scott gets a gun, that's right, Scott gets a gun pulled on him, and the bloke says, Done move. As opposed to don't move. And then he says, hey man, I'm a statue. And then Mac just launches a snake at him. <laughs> he throws a snake at him. <laughs> Which shits him up. And that the whole time, and I'm guessing that they're doing it as a disguise to keep, you know, Scott incognito. He's got this weird fucking hat on which draws more attention to him than yeah. <laughs> if he hadn't got the hat on it's but the, the impressive thing about this throughout this whole fight and he's doing lots of flips and jumps and all sorts of different things he keeps the hat on you know yeah, you think well they know hat. they know who i am now so it's like let's flip the hat it's not like a it's not a bait people can imagine this it's not like a baseball cap it's sort of like a, a round bambooy type it's a bit like a lady, like a like an elderly lady's summer hat, as much yes. as anything. A big floppy, strawy bamboo thing, which yes. uh, yeah draws attention. The only thing that would have made it better is he had a light up spinning bow tie. That was the only thing that could have drawn more attention to him. Yes. But why is that young man wearing an elderly lady's hat? I don't know. But he has got uh, skills because he keeps it on throughout the fight. Um, yeah. And anyway, they they capture yeah. um, one dude. <laughs> they whittle. Whittle it down to the one man, don't they? Mac puts a gun in his mouth. Yes. Um, and they're asking where... I think they're trying to find out where Su Lin is. And uh, the, he tells them to climb Death Mountain. Or, well, I think it was climb, but he mentions Death Mountain mm-hmm. uh, in Cambodia. Um, and at this point, they've, you know, they've got a bit of information where Death Mountain, Cambodia, all right. Uh, another one of the lackeys who's been beaten up. Uh, he wakes up, gets a hand grenade, <laughs> pop, pops the pin, and just sort of throws it at him. They notice that it's landed next to them. They roll this poor fucker who's been actually, at the end of the day, he's given him information. They roll him on top of the grenade, and then for just for, just to make sure, I don't know why, Scott decides to put a table on top of this man. And then they, yeah. <laughs> they run away, and he, he blows up. Oh, fucking uh, yeah. ludicrous. 
That was funny. Quick, I... pin him down with a table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, no, anyway, you go then to Max Warehouse, uh, sort of hideout, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, you know, he's... Uh, it's not about kidnap, apparently, this whole thing. It's about war. Um, yeah. So the, yeah. Ooh, I mean, okay. please explain exactly what it's about. Um, and then Mac unveils. He's got loads of weapons and various other bits and pieces and uh, things like that. And um, so, like the, so the, I was having this whole kind of dialogue with myself at this point. So, like, so was the... And we've already kind of established this now. It, it was... But the man on the phone was the dad. He was the dad. This was like, you know, I was at this point in the film where I was thinking, I still didn't have a clue who this guy was who was on the phone and who was in the interrogation room. It didn't make any sense. Um, but, yeah, anyway. What made no sense was Scott and Mac are talking and uh, Max says, all I've put down is wings, something, something, coup, etc. And then they talk about the murders that happened. And Matt goes, yeah, they're all dead, apart from Wing. And Scott mm. says, how do you know? But then all he does, as an answer, what he does is that's when he gets up and he takes the blanket off all the weapons. Mm. Uh, that, that doesn't explain to me how you know Wing's alive. Having uh, guns, I don't know what you mean. And then um, he establishes that the Russians are involved because one of the attackers... Because why not? Had a Russian gun. It's like, okay. Yes. Oh, man. Um, so then we go to the yeah. prison <laughs> something, camp. Something, something, Soviet something, kidnap something. That's what I put down. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then they go to the prison camp where Su Lin is tied up, um, you know. <laughs> and this was so good. What the fuck? So then these two soldiers, like, are walking towards her uh, cell and they get like a half cut bamboo um, you know whatever that they've fashioned into yeah. like a pipe half a pipe and then they pour like rice and shit down into her mouth because <laughs> like, I <laughs> I put the Soviets have Su Lin but the Vietnamese are giving her jizz water because <laughs> it does it it's milky horrible it shit <laughs> yeah. It's like the whole camp's just had a bukkake session into a pot. They've mixed in a bit of water and they're just giving it to her to drink. Because oh, I was thinking, well, why not just give her a bowl of food? What kind of threat is she to you? But they just find, <laughs> they just think, well, let's just, you know, fashion this thing, then stick it in her mouth and just, you know, fl- hmm. flush it, flush some food or milky jizz down it. Yeah, what just got ha ha. Look at that. She look like she swallow cum. So, yeah, she, we're establishing now, she's in Cambodia. Um, yeah. And uh, she's so, in Cambodia being force fed by Cambodia, no, Vietnamese the, or the, the Vietnamese. Cambodians, but who are there because of the Russia. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> Scott wants to get his girlfriend back. Um, because she's going to be the mother to his kids, is what he says. Yes. Fuck me. I mean, um, does she know this? Yeah. They've had a shag in a fucking dirty, horrible mm. prostitute den. Um, 
when did this happen? You know what I mean? He's never shown any emotion to her at all. And neither she, no. to be fair. You, I mean, you, you He's denied of, the relationship to her <laughs> dad. I think you kind of established through a later conversation that they met in college or something, didn't they? I, th- I think so, yeah. It's not overly clear, but yeah, why not? Maybe. I mean, fucking hell. Anyway, so Eddie, they, Mac and Scott suit up and they're ready to go. He's yeah. got like a red headband on, Scott has, you know, yeah. the whole Rambo thing. Uh, it's caffeine-free they, diet Rambo stroke commando at this point, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, they um, go to leave, open up the, the warehouse doors. The, cro- the cops are surrounding the place. Um, Uh-oh. They're there again, the highly trained police people who haven't haven't learned of, I don't know, surrounding someone. Yes. Let's just put all our forces directly outside the front door. Yes. Right so outside a... the front door. <laughs> there's a rooftop escape. Um, and, uh, <laughs> you know, they're scrambling well. along the, 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 the roof and the... the the uh, the beams of the, the you know the ceiling and everything else um and yeah then you know they're running through the jungle chased by loads of them they don't look that far away yeah. behind mac they could they could have caught him no. surely one of them could have caught him uh well, none of them none of them break out of a mediocre jogging pace and neither yes. none, none of them they're all carrying guns but again maybe we can afford guns but we can't afford bullets because at no point do they use the fucking things mm um and so then they you know they're running to get to the chopper um and they get to the helicopter and as it turns out Cynthia Rothrock is the pilot um and then they have this kind of there's always this ban- well you call it banter there's always these that's fucking what I, that's what I called it banter bad 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 banter that's what I yeah because that's Mac all the turns- script is most of the time it's just banter yeah. there's no script as such it's just People delivering lines badly in a in a go oh, up. We all just friends, but we're not. But we are. Way it's uh, hilarious. Yeah. Max says to her the first thing he says is, "What are you doing here, you witch?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a, a you know a, a, an insult if ever I've heard one. Um, yeah, and <clears throat> she says, "I'd have told them to screw off." If I'd have known it was going to be you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the amount of times I've told someone to screw off. Screw yes. off. Um, yeah. And so anyway, now, the phone man, we, I think, we, yeah. I think we, we've established... I was glad of this scene. Yeah. Is, is Mr. Uh, Mr. Wing, the dad, right? He's yeah. having a conversation uh, with now. Vietnamese, in Vietnamese, I should say, with a cop. Or a soldier. Don't know. Now, is that the cop that carried out the interrogation? I think it's the interrogating officer. But okay. yeah, thank fuck they have this two-minute conversation in pure Vietnamese with no subtitles. I'm glad they're explaining everything. Yes. Um, and like I said, he sounds like a little boy uh, in an old man's body. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, you know what the fuck are they saying? But he's happy. I don't know. He's happy with it. Um, you know, because I think they shake happy hands. Happy that at his the end family would. Yeah, he's happy that his entire family, maybe apart from his daughter, but he's happy that his family got killed. What twelve hours beforehand? And his and daughter's that his kidnapped. Daughter's been kidnapped. Yeah. Yes. There's reasons to be chipper. 
Yes. Um, again, if I'm trying to, connect, if I'm trying, if I'm being generous and trying to connect it all together, they're they're having a conversation. He's, you know, this copper or army dude saying, you know, oh well, you know, we're we're going to catch them. We'll capture them. We've got some leads. Um, you know, we've just surrounded their warehouse. Uh, we've we're chasing after them, and we should get them back soon. And you know, I'll let you know. I'll keep you informed. I could have been saying anything fucking as far as I'm yeah. concerned. Um, no, no idea. Yes. So anyway, uh, Mac, um, what's her name? Terry and Scott, yeah. they land in Cambodia and they immediately become surrounded by armed men uh, and they take yeah. us to this Uh-oh. village. Ambush. Yes. Uh, Mac meets Colonel Tolnol. Um yeah, who... the Vietnamese Boise from Only Fools and Horses. <laughs> uh, or Cambodian. And... I'm, I'm... Yes. M- Mac explains the plot. Uh, says that they've got to climb Death Mountain, uh, which obviously C- Colonel Tolnol isn't too uh, enthused with. Uh, but, you no. know, they've sort of like, they know each other, they'll help each other. That it seems to be the case. And uh, then there's a little montage of uh, the the Russian camp where yeah, well, got this these... is Death Mountain, isn't it? Yeah, y- yeah, <clears throat> they're not ninjas, but they're kind of dressed like <laughs> ninjas. <laughs> well, but they're doing ninjery things, like you know. This, yeah, some... well, I think I, the the first thing is, I mean, Tol Tolno is his English is amazing. Um, <laughs> it's stunning. Um... Uh, when he's described it, yeah, this montage. I mean, Death Mountain. If I hear Death Mountain, I'm thinking, you know, foreboding, gigantic mountain with lots of sharp bits of rock and stuff, and it's all craggy and impossible to climb. What Death Mountain is, is a clearing near a river that's flat as a fart uh, with a, with a <laughs> what, 10-foot wicker fence around one end? That's Death Mountain. And they've mm. got lots of, yeah, ninjas, people dressed like ninjas, but who use guns. So you got you got pop up ninjas like yeah, whacker ninjas, almost like a whack a mole thing. I said that pop out, pop they pop out of the, the ground, don't they? They're sort of like you know they've fashioned these little holes where there are wicker baskets covering the the holes, and they they pop out and then they um there's a random scene where there's one dude wa- walking with a briefcase. Now, I don't know, again, yep. if this links into what the colonel's saying. He's, oh, we've tried to infiltrate this, but nobody's ever come back alive. Was this one of their soldiers that tried to infiltrate it? He's in a jungle walking with a fucking yeah. briefcase. <laughs> in, like, a shirt. It's like, I'm going undercover. <laughs> what What's fuck? he doing? Um, oh, this but this fucker, this, if, it's not, if it's not one of them, this poor fucker's just part of a training exercise. But still, old coffin ninja still pops out. Shoots the dude, swaps places with him, and closes him back underground. Yeah, like, I was described him as that coffee ninja. Harsh. Yeah, and and this remind- ninja tree ninjas. Yes, but they but they fire guns. They like a, they're like a synchronized swimming team, but stuck in a tree. So they all come out in synchronization and they just shoot guns. Yeah, they don't <laughs> normally in in say like American Ninja because there's like a training montage of that. If you remember, you know they'd be throwing throwing stars or shurikens or spears or yeah. you know all sorts. Because there's a like I said, you, you get to see the the baddies camp and you know all the ninjas training and doing their shit. Whereas these are sort of like more, <clears throat> they're sort of half ninja, half you know guerrilla fighters or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, uh, very random. Uh, but anyway, then um, the Colonel, for some reason, wants to keep uh, Terry with him whilst they go off and do the job. Yeah. Oh, no, um, I've, I've, got, I've got to skip forward a little bit because just before that, Mac offers, uh, he offers Toll or, uh, yeah, Toll, Toll Noll. He, off, he shows him a picture. I think it's like grenade launchers or something. And he says, I've got a hundred of these. And you know, if you help us, I'll give you a hundred of these. And Toll says, no, because oh, we need more artillery. <laughs> but he says artillery and I loved it. I fucking loved it. <laughs> oh, we need more artillery. And then Scott offers him a tank. For some, because apparently he well Scott hasn't got anything to offer, but he offers him a tank. But apparently hmm. Max got a tank, so they agree on a tank. Although then Toll then says he'll give Mac black rice, which I think yeah. they're saying is opium. Opium. Like, yeah. Hold on. So he's giving him. A, so he wants more than grenade launchers. He'll do it for a tank. But if he gets a tank, he'll give Max some opium as well. I don't get it. Was he a drug dealer yeah. as well? So, I, don't I thought understand. that the, the whole point of this was that they're going there to get the help of this group of fighters to that they yeah. then go off and attack the Russians and the people that have kidnapped kidnapped Su Lin. But anyway, that doesn't make that that that's, it doesn't matter anyway because shortly after this whole thing happens, the the whole camp gets blown up anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just but randomly, try, yeah. the village gets attacked. You don't even know who's doing the attacking because it's just bombs no. going off and explosions all over the place yeah. and tents but blowing up. They are, they're supposed to be the resistance, aren't they? I don't know. So the colonel, the colonel wants to keep Terry as some kind of. Um, there's a word. Shit, what's the word? I don't know. He doesn't really say why. Possibly concubine. Mate, he wants to keep it. Con- yeah, maybe I don't know. I don't know what it is. Slave, um, sex yeah. slave. Housewife? I think so. Security? But I don't know what security for what. Because all he's done is told him roughly where Death Mountain is. So I don't know why he wants to keep her, apart from obviously fondling. But she, yeah, because she, she tells them that they can eat shit and die. Then she says, <laughs> yeah. you guys are all sucking up flies. You guys are all sucking up flies. I'm getting the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. I wrote down the line, eat shit and die, because you don't hear that yeah. so much anymore, do you? You used to say... No, yeah, no. Yeah. Um, you yeah. guys are all sucking up flies. Okay. <laughs> well, am I an anteater? I don't know. Hmm. And then, yeah, the random artillery attack. Yes. Um, the whole village gets blown to shit. There's Nobody survives. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I mean, I thought these... Th- these were supposed to be the resistance, who, you know, and they want a tank because a tank will turn the tide. But they're wiped out by multiple artillery blows in the space of about ninety seconds. How the fuck are they going to get the tank up the mountain? I don't if know they, if they're going to use it. Um, anyway, they manage to escape. They do lots of jumps and dives into the water to escape the explosions. Yeah. But unfortunately, Scott gets hurt, doesn't he? His arm gets. Uh, well, I don't think caught it with it. He gets a slight cut on his arm, doesn't he? he? Screams like a right woolly woofter. Yeah, he goes ah, kind of thing. It's like yeah. the most exaggerated, painful look on his face. Um, yeah. But yeah, the whole village is wiped out, so there's no point to that fucking scene. Um, and <laughs> so anyway, but what they do is they just swim 
they, they jump in at lake or river or whatever. They just swim back to shore and they make camp to dry out. But I don't yes. think they go anywhere different. So they're surrounded by bodies. Or are they burning the bodies for fuel? I don't know. I don't know. But I don't it, know. It, it was at this point, it was bugging me. I was thinking, what does Mac remind me of? And I've decided Mac is Hannibal Solo. Because he's a cross between Hannibal out of the A-team and Han Solo. Yeah, yeah. I know Hannibal I know Solo. Yes. Uh, so they're at the campfire. There's a, a it was like a millipede or something or, or something on oh. Terry. <laughs> oh, Christopher, it was a centipede, not a millipede. A centipede? Uh, yes. And uh, so Mac goes over to her. She thinks that he's trying to grope her tit <laughs> just randomly. <laughs> uh, and because uh, she doesn't notice this big fucking thing hanging off her chest. Uh, yeah. But, Anyway, and uh, yeah, she says, I'll pound the wind out of you. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just fucking bickering, all of them constantly, aren't they? Oh, yeah, it's it's again, it's more, it's more in air quotes banter written by someone who doesn't understand how people speak as human beings. It's uh, yes, yeah, now, painful, painful. There's, there's, it's starting, I think it's. You're starting to establish, though, that the Mac potentially likes her, but she doesn't like Mac, or maybe she secretly well, I does. Wondered. I wondered if they're possibly fucked in the past. Oh. <laughs> but they haven't. But they haven't. Yeah, maybe they've done it. Maybe more than once. You know, to two people not in their country. That you know, maybe you know, they're just drawn together. But I, I thought there's a history there, but it never really lays it out completely. Really? No. But no. Uh, now it was just, yeah, maybe he fucked her over or he couldn't commit and she liked him, but then they just, yeah, they just looked like an old bickering couple for the rest of the, most of the rest of the film. And between mm. the three of them, they're, yeah, constantly just whinging at each other. Yeah. But she sides with Scott at this point. So is she starting to like him? Which again is a question that came up later on when he, yeah, she, I when she, that. Me, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, is, is, is it she doing it just to make Mac jealous at this point? Um, but either way, now you're going to the Russian camp at this point, and the yes. uh, the troops are greeting this chopper which is landing, which is yeah. the, it's the Mac- a real budget version of the Emperor turning up in fucking Empire uh, Return of the Jedi, isn't it, on the Death Star? It, it, yeah, it is because the the main dude, Mat- Matthias Hughes. What's his name in the film? What's is, is he got a? I think uh, Yuri. I think it was down as Yuri. That's it. Yes, uh, but he's the big wig. He's in charge of, of, of all of this shenanigans, um, and he. Uh, no, I. Oh my god. We'll 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 talk about him in a minute. But he come he comes in. There's two men tied up. And they say that one of them can fight like a tiger, which is maybe where the karate yeah. tiger thing came out. Uh, so oh, yeah. let him go. Let him go. Um, and so they... I, the, I hear you're a good fighter. <laughs> I hear you're a good fighter. You, you fight well. I let you go. Mm. Honestly, camp was fucking Christmas. He's very round Julia in street. He makes round Julia in a street fighter look like fucking I don't know what, like Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> in Pulp Fiction. It's amazing. <laughs> he's very flamboyant, isn't he? You know. Oh, incredibly ev- flamboyant. Everything about him 
his movements, his facial expressions, the whole thing, you know, the way he talks, he's just, he's so camp. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they then have a bit of a scrap. It turns out that this dude is, is a fucking beast because, like, you know, he's massive. He's taller than everybody for a start. Yeah. Um, well, not hard, is it? <laughs> and <laughs> no oh my god he he slams this dude around a few times he grabs him by the neck and he starts swinging him round like fucking you know <laughs> it's, it's swinging him round like an olympic hammer it's, it's so funny it's hilarious um and then he lets him go um you know he, he says right okay i'll i'll let you go uh, you know, you, you, and so he starts crawling off. This dude does. He gets up, he walks off, and then he gets this gun and he shoots him in the leg, doesn't he? And then he shoots yeah. him in the arse. Um, and then he's laughing like a fucking. He's like, <laughs> you know, as 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 he picks him up and he feeds him to the um, to the 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 gators or the crocs, yeah, or whatever. I think they, um, I think they're crocs, but yeah, he feed, yeah feeds him to the crocodiles. But yeah, I just Please. I just swing you around by the head and uh, feed you to my crocodiles. <laughs> <laughs> he is as he's doing it. He's laughing his head off. He's loving it. Um, and so anyway, then he uh, he sees Sulin and he threatens to drop yeah. her in the pit. Um, you know, because, uh, no, don't don't worry, my dear. You'll be okay as long as your father or something. It's. Uh... <laughs> Oh. Mm. Anyway, the the goodies are That's walking big through. Baddie. Yeah, he's they're walking through the jungle now, uh, and yeah. they're crossing a railway track, and they see these Buddhists, um, and they get then they get in a really dodgy fucking raft. It's like that thing wouldn't carry. It didn't look like it would carry anybody. You know what I mean? It would. Yeah. Oh, do you, do you see him get in it? Because I thought they just nicked it. Yeah. Well, they just the so first scene is they're on these railway tracks. And then yeah. the next scene is they're just in a boat and they're just going off to meet these Buddhists. Um, and then uh, Scott says, you can't have weapons around the, the you know, the monks. Uh, you know, so he makes them get all the weapons, put them in a bag. And then, but Mac, uh, he he sneaks his knife in, doesn't he? Um, yeah, he goes back and gets it when no one's looking or when he's six foot behind everyone. Yes. And then Scott goes in, um, starts praying randomly um you know and then uh one of them says do you believe in buddha and this was funny max says uh is a frog's ass watertight um (laughs) (laughs) uh and then they're walking to another part of the where the the monks are and all of a sudden they're fucking attacked by them yeah it's another ambush by monks (laughs) this time and uh (laughs) Yeah, I mean, poor old Terry. She just gets a noose. She gets a noose around the neck from a window monk. Um, I mean, perfect light gun game that bit. He could have just shot the dude out the window. But yeah, uh, yeah, lasso's Terry, so she's out of the game. And then the rest of it, yeah, Mac and Scott, they get maypoled to Buddhist maypoled <laughs> to a tree. <laughs> Eventually, there's lots of jumping and escaping of ropes and things that don't quite make sense. But eventually, yeah, they get them against a tree and then they all do their little skippy dance and they, they may pull them to a tree. Now, Scott, I can, I can imagine them do... I can imagine him, he can do the splits, you know, because he's quite flexible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mac, not so much. 
But there are scenes in it where Mac is doing backflips and fucking splits yeah. and all sorts. I was thinking, no way. That's no, no way. Not he's at all. a bar fighter, isn't he? We've already established he's a bit dirty. He'll stub his cigar out in someone's cheek. He'll cheat for arm. He's your... Yeah, he's the one who'll kick, just kick someone in the bollocks and chuck a, you know, smash him around the head with a bottle. Whereas or an Scott egg. will do his... Yeah, egg. <laughs> Scott will do all his kicks and flips and everything. And it... Yeah, Mac's the kind of bloke you want to have fighting alongside you if you're fighting men who know martial arts, but they're very honourable because he has no honour in his fighting. So he'll just twat him in the bollocks and, and do yeah. whatever. But he's now, a he's, bit now like... he's fucking backflipping and splits and all sorts of stuff, apparently. Yeah, and he's a bit like, um, you know, you got Van Damme, who's the martial artist, and then you got Van Blood Damme sport, in, yeah, in Bloodsport, yeah. who, who just fucking yeah. steamrollers people. Um, but yeah. yeah, anyway, then then uh, so they're about to get killed, but then because Max got his knife, he uh, he gets them out, and then there's a, another big fight scene. Um, but then With all... terrible music again. Yeah, the, the music's the... horrible. The, the the sort of ninjas that the you know the 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 blokes dressed dressed in black pop out now, um, yeah. and just as uh, well because all those all those monks, one hit monks, you hit them once and that's it. That's then gone. You don't have to hit them three or four times. Just a one hit monk. That's it. Yes. So, but anyway, Cynthia Rodrock gets in a boat or Terry, I should say. She gets in a boat. She. Why does she leave? Like she's ahead of them. She's ahead of Scott and and uh, Mac. She gets in the boat. You're thinking, oh, okay, she's gonna wait for them. She she drives off, you know, or sails yeah. off or whatever. But then the next second, the shot is, oh, the boat's coming back. She must. She she maybe she forgot. <laughs> I've got Scott and Mac. I must I must go and pick them up. But she's been captured. How how the boat know. is full. The boat is full of black-dressed bad guys. How did she get captured so easily? Yeah, it wasn't one or two of them, was it? There's about ten of the fuckers. I mean, even (laughs) before they... Because Scott and Mac have got back to their guns, and it's not for the first time in the film, but they're shooting, and it's really convenient that these ninjas, they run in lines of four or five at a time, because then you could just pepper the four people with the bullets, and they all go down at the same time. But not the first time. I mean, it happens even better later, but yeah. Yeah, so yes, Terry's been ambushed. All the ninjas are shooting badly because they can't hit a fucking, they can't hit a bull. Well, they couldn't hit an elephant in a small room um, mm. until one of them gets a bazooka out and blows up the building that Mac and uh, Mac and Scott are apparently hidden in. Mm. So she thinks they're dead okay. at this point. Yeah. Um, and uh, but they then find you find out they're actually not dead. Uh, but they of course they they're find, not. no. They find the real monks who are all tied up and looking miserable in a room full of uh, explosives and weapons yeah. and all sorts of shit. Um, so then um, the baddies they take Terry uh, to the Russian base in a helicopter. And, you know, it's not just like, a, ooh, let's, a, an establishing shot to say, let's get in the helicopter and see the helicopter fly off. You actually see her taking a trip to the fucking base in the helicopter. Um, and there's lots of this. This is one of the things about this film is, uh, and I'm not going to say it's a good thing or a bad thing, uh, but you can probably guess. There's just lots of people, shots of people walking or traveling or flying or climbing. Yes. You know what I mean? There's, they, 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 I don't need to see them doing it. 
I, I, I can guess. <laughs> I can sort of. I know if I can see her getting in the plane, and then the next thing is the plane is is touching down at the Russian base. She gets out of it. I know she's got there. She's flown there. I yeah. don't need to see two minutes of her in the helicopter. You know, flying, looking worried or upset, or as best as yeah. she can do. It's her limited. Well, especially since that helicopter that she's in isn't flying. It's just an ex- internal shot of a helicopter, but without filming the outside bit, so you can see they're not actually in the air. So there's just mm. lots of filming inside the helicopter, and then eventually after that, there's the actual. Well, there's a toy helicopter landing a couple of times. I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, they land in the uh, the base, and uh, she's got her hands tied together uh, and she's starting to get filled up a little bit or felt up I should say uh, by the yeah. uh, some of the Vietnamese soldiers again in Cambodia just to point that out uh, and yep. um, she beats the fuck out of them and uh, then you see, this is the first time again you see Scarface who yeah. was l- leading the execution at the start of the movie yeah, I assumed he'd be probably the main baddie since he's the first person you see in the film do anything heinous by mm. executing people. And yeah, here we are, 50 minutes later. Oh, there he is. There's Scarface Man. Yeah. And so, yeah, they have a bit of a scrap, don't they? Uh, he's quite yeah, good. She, she, yeah, well, she challenges... Um, he challenges... Uh, I'm going to call him Dark Angel... He challenges Dark Angel first, doesn't he? But old Scarface takes over and, uh, yeah, he beats her for a bit. And then she manages to... That's right. Scar knocks her down and everyone's laughing in that ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha way in the background. Um, But then, then, you know, she she starts winning and then she kicks kicks Scarface through a, you know, um, a paper mache step. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. something ridiculous. And uh, Scarface goes to shoot her, doesn't he? But then um, Dark Angel steps in, stops that, and then he just mm. picks her up like picks her up like fucking Nemesis in Resident Evil Three, because that's or, the or, size difference between the two. Yeah, or Darth Vader in at the start of Star Wars when he he yeah. <clears throat> picks up that um, rebel soldier. Um, yeah, and he then he launches her across the yard. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then does a really oh camp pose. Yes! Oh my god! I have. It's a magnificent shot where the camera is focused on his leg up and his ass. <laughs> yeah. It's like why? Yeah. I don't. It's He's just, got his you know. leg up, his hands on his hips. It's like God. It is. It's like it is like a camp. It's like a camp animation in in like a Street Fighter game from from the late eighties mm. when when, when uh, you win the round. <laughs> yes. She spits in his face and then uh, he slams her onto the floor and then steps on her neck. But he doesn't kill her. You know, he's just incapacitating her, I guess. Because, um, like I said, the size difference is huge yeah. between the two of them. Because he, he says something. He, Go on. Yeah. Well, he goes to say something. He says something, 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 your foolish friends. Though he can't say the word foolish. So it comes out as, your foolish friends. Your yes. foolish friends. He's, he's not threatening. I mean, we we know why he's yeah. I, I don't I don't know how much he speaks in other films, but this is this is this is pushing it, pushing mm. it quite a lot. And he says something like, "I expected more for you from you Americans." Now, he, the the guy who plays Matthias Hughes, he's actually he's German, 
And now, as a kid, I wouldn't have given a fuck because I ain't got a clue what the difference between Russian accent and a German accent. He's very clearly German in this. Yes. Uh, it's, you know, it's very apparent. Uh, he's not even trying to put a Russian accent on. Um, but anyway, so then now this is a scene where Scott and Mac, uh, I'm guessing they're climbing up Death Mountain at this point, um, because they climb up a waterfall, jump in, the wa- in some water, and they climb. And they climb, oh. and they, cl- they climb climb a bit climb. more, and they climb. How the fuck did they throw the rope all the way up to the top of this fucking waterfall, is what I wanted well, to say. I don't know, because you see Scott do it again halfway up, but fortuitously he manages to get a perfectly good lodging for the second, you know, for a, for a bit more of it. Mm. But uh, it was just more horrendous music. And this seemed to be, I don't, why was this scene so long? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. It just went on forever, and it's just them climbing a waterfall, but, yeah, sort of throwing a hook thing, clanging onto a rock, dragging themselves up. All the time, you've got weird music that's sort of half pan pipes, half guitar, half like someone raping a robot. It's weird. <laughs> it goes now, on for too long. It does. Mm. But now we get to see our favourite telephone man, Mr. Wing. And again, he's having a chat with a with another. Uh, is it the same army dude? Is it the same guy? It is, yeah, it's the, it's the same same fella, yeah. But um, no, another sort of you know minute, two minute conversation. No idea what they're saying, um, nope. except he says, I think he says thank you at the end. He, he's he's merrily walking down the street, you know, without a care in the world. Um, yeah. At, at this point, and. <laughs> A guy pops out the floor and shoots him. It's yeah, like, what? Was it, How? was it a sewer? I was, right, I, I, I should have rewound. But was this person wearing a, a Hawaiian necklace, like flower necklace? <laughs> yes. I dreamt that. Again, not very low key, considering he's just no. popped out of the middle of the street and shot somebody, point blank range. He's wearing something like really colourful clothing. Very odd. Yeah. But what does he's this got face, mean? Face what paint this... on as well. I think so, yeah. But what does this mean for the film? Because I don't know what Wing's been saying to the police. I don't know why Wing's there in the first place. I know he's Sulin's dad. I know he's rich. I know he's doing something to do with something in Cambodia, something. But now he's dead. But mm. what effect does it have on anything? Because we don't know. I don't I, I don't know. I don't no. know. Who ordered the hit? Because also... I don't know. In- in the next scene, right, so um, Yuri is interrogating Cynthia Rothrock and they're doing... Oh, God, like... God the fucking acting on show this scene. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And I, I need to clarify one line with you as well, but go for it. So he is interrogating her. And again, it's this kind of forced banter that they're doing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he goes... It's like he claps and then they bring in Sue Lin and um, they throw her on the floor and he says something like, oh, your dad, your father, he's gone back to America. So you're going to be killed. We don't need you anymore. What? When did he go back to fucking America? He's just been shot. When did he find out? I don't. Before that, he said, did he say, uh, you'll make a spud out of me. Have you heard the theory about small brains and big dicks? Enough. You make a spud of me. 
not hard. You attacked my soldiers. Monks. They were monks, and they attacked us first. You were on your way here. Uh, I just hate it when a group goes all out for tourists and then treats them like shit. You know, uh, the same thing happened to me in Bermuda. Shut up! You make a what? I'm sure he says, spud. <laughs> I'm sure he says, you make a spud out of me. When, you know, when she's giving him lip back, you make a spud out of me. And then she's when she's going like, B-52, B-52, artillery, artillery, what? You make a spud out of me. And then he, bring, yeah, he brings old Sue Lin in, tells her that her dad's dead, but you know, somehow. And he goes, the ironic, the irony of this, he goes, uh, I hope you understand. I'm just sat there thinking, I wish I fucking understood. Hang mate. on. No, he, did, he, did, oh, he didn't. Puzzled as fuck. He doesn't say that the dad's been killed. He says that the dad's gone back to America. It's so oh, almost oh, shit, does, suggesting yeah, yeah. that you know he's not going to pay the ransom for her. Or so that's so that's up there for. They've got no. So yeah, did he? So did he make it up? So they've got no use so for her, and they're going to kill her. I don't get it. But then he, he made. Why did he make it up? So he did. They not know that he's just been shot and killed. I, 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 I don't know, fucking know what's going on at this point. I don't see the relation between the... I get the fact that he's got to rescue his girlfriend. Yes. All of the rest of it, see, it, it's like it's like a fucking toupee in the wind. It's just strands of hair randomly intersecting. I don't get it. It's it's weird. Yes. I don't... Characters know stuff, and I don't know if they should know it, they need to know it, or... or I, so, and then Scott... And um, Mac are walking along a cliff, more walking, uh, <laughs> more walking yeah. to reach this camp. Which is why I said earlier on, I think that that you, you can tell this film had a bit of money thrown at it because they wouldn't have been able to do all these shots. They wouldn't have spent be able to spend two or three minutes of them climbing up a fucking waterfall if uh, if they hadn't have had the money to be able to spunk it away doing that or shots of the, that is true. the helicopter of them just walking along because you know like Dave watches a lot of uh, you know low budget action films from sort of like the 80s and 90s or whatever uh, PM Entertainment is, is, the, is a lot of the stuff that he watches which zero or very little budget do you know what i mean so they wouldn't have had time to yeah. to, to sort of do all of this it would just be shoot move on shoot move on there'd be none of this stuff it was just like just get it done as quickly and as cheaply as you possibly can um whereas you know with this they seem to be showing off quite a lot of thailand quite a lot of cambodia quite a lot of the waterfalls and the scenery and all this kind of bullshit yeah. uh, but anyway um so then they reach the camp and um well yeah, they have a, they have a, they have a beer break don't they, they get a beer look a, a can a two cans of these, where did he get these two cans of beer from <laughs> i've no idea and it's like yes we've made it where we need to go what should we do get a cold one out of the backpack will you i'm parched yes uh, you know, it's like that Foster's advert from what was it, the eighties or nineties? I can see the pub from here. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but but then again, maybe maybe they could hear the Russians down in the camp who are having a barbecue and singing and dancing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are they fucking cooking? Is it a bat or something? <laughs> I don't fucking. Know. <laughs> it's not good. But yeah, they're just so sort of like you know sitting around dancing or and singing with each other, and it's very again, it's like. Is this a 
uh, you know, because uh, they this the the Colonel Tolnol describes the camp as like uh, you know people get tortured and treated horrendous horrendously, and I'm sure there is a bit of that going on because we've seen it, but at the same time, is yeah. it full of gay Russians because they're all just getting, <laughs> and he's the you know the ringleader because like oh, I don't know, um, so but anyway, uh, Terry and the girlfriend are tied up. Uh, and she confides in, you know, that uh, she loves Scott. Uh, this is uh, Sue yeah. Lin. which And you kind of get, it, it's hard to tell because of the facial expressions are so bad, but it's hard to tell. You th- I, I, guess, yes. I guess the feeling is that actually Terry quite likes Scott, and she's discovered that Sue Lin is going to marry Te- uh, Scott, even though she's going to find out at some point that, you know, he... Uh, you know, denied any knowledge of her, <laughs> or uh, you know, they were just friends. Because uh, yeah. at that point, he fucked her, so yeah. he didn't give her care, did he? Um, no. So then, uh, you know, she also thinks that Scott and Mac are dead, but she plays along with it to sort of make you know make Terry. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Sue. She has, she has a flashback, doesn't? Yes, yeah. a flash. Is Scott okay? Have you seen Scott? Is Scott okay? And then she just. Uncon- yeah, she has a flashback and then un- amazingly unconvincingly tells her that, no, 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 they're, they're, they'll be here by the morning. Mm, yes. Um, and then, so the next day, or, well, is this the evening time? Oh, no, Scott and Scott breaks into the oh, camp. He kills one guard. <laughs> yeah. Right? And he, t- he yes. ties him up to make it look as if he's still alive and he's, in, he's on his guard post. Um and then... Oh, the, the guard post man does a perfect Metal Gear Solid sort of... Because they make a noise and he just goes... It's perfect. Perfect Metal Gear Solid noise. But right before you get the... Yes. On the head. But... Uh, no. Yeah, they kill him. They're going around the camp, setting claymore, claymore charges, what? traps, yep. machine gun nests, which are somehow yep. triggered by a target that, that gets shot and then a, a can that this is where the beer can comes in uh helps to sort of like you know move the the fucking m60 um you know i mean they they set they, they set those two targets off which set off the guns but those guns are halfway up the fucking mountain and and, and also that's a long fucking trigger wire they're, they're putting um traps where are all the soldiers? They've killed one soldier. So there's no other soldiers patrolling this fucking, <laughs> you know, impenetrable camp. No. Where are they? I don't know. All the all the Russians around the corner pissed and eating random meat. All the rest of the Vietnamese soldiers are all strung up with their trousers down, ready to get bummed in the fucking, <laughs> in the uh, dormitory room. Oh, God. Anyway, next day. Girlfriend and uh, so Sue Lin and, T- and Terry, they're they're going to be executed, and uh, Yuri has got yeah. this uh, this uh, this he's going to draw it out. So, um, but he doesn't have his uniform on at this point. He's changed. He's no. changed. What is he? <laughs> What's he wearing? I don't know what it is. What is it? it it's, it's a it's a I don't know. It's the same shape as a vicar's shirt. If the whole thing was white, yes. It's like this kind of. Uh, you can imagine. It's you can sort of imagine he's he's 
he's like a villain from the Princess Bride or something, you know, and he's going to get his <laughs> his sword out and start swinging it around. Oh, I'm going to poke you now. Or so it's like what anyway. So that I mean, his so his thing is that he's going to. He put sort of puts them out on pulleys over his little crocodile pit because mm. he loves his crocodile pit. Yeah, and there's a couple of bags of sand that are counter counterweighing them, so they're you know higher up in the air. The sand's further down, and he gets scarf and he tells him he goes, ah, "I've set it up so they they'll eat your feet first and then your legs and then move up. Uh, isn't it brilliant?" <laughs> No, mate. It's, it's, I'll be honest. I've seen cleverer thing, cleverer ways of doing things. That's just using weight. Mm. And he gets Scarface to uh, to shoot the bag. Mm. So the sand, as the sand comes out, obviously the bag gets lighter. And it slow, slowly lowers the two ladies to the mouths of the crocodiles. Now, what was Scott's goal? What what was his objective? What did he want to do? What was his? What's the whole plot of this film? Well, that we can you know well, distinguish. Well, Scott's thing is to rescue Sue Lin. Well, no, actually, no. Originally, to meet Sue Lin's dad. Or, or find his friend as well, actually, yeah. but uh... Oh, yeah, fi- yeah find, it, find his friend, meet Sue Lin's dad. She got kidnapped, so now we've got to save Sue Lin. Uh, and then he's... That's about it, isn't yeah. it? Oh, I miss something. No, no, no. So, well, anyway, since when she got kidnapped, his goal was to get her back, wasn't it? So anyway, on the on yes. the eve of the uh, the assault and the attack and everything, so but he is so pooped and so tired that oh shit, I forgot to set an alarm. I, we we fell asleep. We missed it. <laughs> <laughs> we missed the attack because the Mac and and Scott are asleep up a mountain somewhere. And then, you know, they yep. start hearing Sulin's fucking irritating squeal, which is if they hadn't, have, if, oh. if if they'd have gagged her, she'd have just been dead. Yeah, wouldn't you know what I mean? She, they would have woken up. I mean, Ooh, her scream. I decided so that our friends <clears throat> will dine on your feet first, then on your legs. Quite clever, no? Is that you? I smell or crocodile shit. Her scream is worse than that little girl out of Karate Kid. Too. Oh, it is. It's awful because she's a little kid, so you can excuse that to a certain degree. Yeah. But fuck me, Sue Lin. It's like oh. Yeah, I, I was. I think I was thinking die. Just fucking let her die. Yes, definitely. Um, because at least um Terry, she's not squealing so much, is she at all? She's not. No. Oh God, Sue Lin. No. Fuck me. Um, and then so. Scott's got a bow and arrow, or a crossbow, I should say, back to the back yeah. to the Rambo comparison, um, and he has to shoot these targets, which then set off the machine gun nests, um, and he misses the first one, doesn't he, silly prick? Uh, yeah. But then he hits the other one, and all of these fucking soldiers are just running into the into the <laughs> the path of the. <laughs> <laughs> They're running in lines of five, <laughs> and I, I think I think I think random the random the first random gun that manages to shoot about ten people. I think two lots of five. Then he sets off the second one, and <clears throat> there's another wave of people. Come, well, I say wave, multiple waves of people in rows of five 
running towards where the second gun is. And it just mows them all down. But not all at once. It mows five down. Then it mows another five down over there. Five are crouched behind a rock. They pop their head above the rock. Gun manages to shoot all five of them. That second gun was a murderous bastard. Mm. And they're just running blindly <laughs> into these fucking bullets and just dying, aren't they? Um, yeah. And then they start setting off all the trip wires. Yes. And I swear the first one they hit actually makes a boing sound, like boing, <laughs> as they hit it. Then they get blown up. I think some people just back over, you know, they're walking backwards and trip over one, which blows an entire building up. Mm. It's like they have placed these things expertly to deal with these fucking Mr. Beans of an army that, that, that they've got to deal with. Mm. And <laughs> yes, he, uh, Scott fires his, his, um, uh, a cable or a zip wire with a, an arrow into a soldier, uh, which goes through him and he zip wires down into the camp. And then they're chasing Mac and Mac runs into a house and he ro- he just throws a grenade down and then he just jumps out the window and they all run in blindly, don't they? Oh, that that grenade had just the perfect, you know, length of fuse on it to allow five people to shuffle in there at a slow pace and then blow mm. up. It was uh, masterfully done because when Scott <laughs> when Scott comes down his zip line that he's done, I love the fact he's got a squeaky wheel on his zip line. <laughs> he gets on it, it's just like it sounds like an old trolley going down the road. When he lands, because he's then got a grenade, which he does a delicate little throw, but it manages to go about 60 metres down to two people in a hut. And the fuse on that grenade was only about a second. So as soon as it lands, it blows up. So they chose they they choose the grenade, the right grenade for the right situation. Yeah, they're just lobbing grenades left, right and centre, aren't they? But then they found a, a, a room full of them. So, um, and then oh, yeah. Mac freeze. Uh, so... Again, Mac frees uh, Terry before he frees. Does it or does he? Does he free Terry? Anyway, either yeah, way, he free, frees, he, yeah. Does he? He frees Terry to, um, and at this point, there's very sincere music in the background. Yes. Use your leg. Come on, baby. Come on. Come on. That's not the only way I can describe it. It's very sincere. Again, not action packed, not fast. Doesn't get your doesn't get your blood going or anything. Just but sincere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fine. And then he gets shot in the arm, uh, so he's incapacitated a little bit. Uh, and then, like you said. Scott's throwing grenades around. Now, at this point, did he fire an exploding arrow? Because I wasn't sure about that. Because, uh, you know, he blows... Um, I, I think he may have done. Yeah. But I'm not sure... I, I'm not sure where he got it from. But there's definitely an arrow that seems to have explosive properties. Uh, and then... Or he shot a claymore. Ah. Uh, which, which is an amazing shot. Yes. Maybe. But even... I don't know how you'd see that because it's in the fucking grass. Yeah. Now, this is awesome because there's like a a, a slow motion shot of him running down the hill towards uh, his girlfriend and Terry and Mac. And then you just see the camera pan on this gun, this machine gun, as it pulls up. And then um, Terry sees it and goes, no, 
and jumps in front of the the path of these bullets that are going to kill Scott. And Terry gets killed, doesn't she? Well, sort of. Well, yeah, she gets shot about ten times, which would really be enough just to make her out and out dead then, but not quite. Mm. Not not quite. We've got to have one more scene. She sacrifices but, uh, herself, doesn't she? Scott. Yeah, she she say she saves Scott. So did she love Scott? I don't know, but uh, and uh, Scott gets a crossbow and he shoots Yuri through the hand from about hundred yards away, which pretty good shot. Oh, he's pissed off at um, this though, isn't he? Because he fucking rips his shirt off. Yeah, yeah, ties it round his hand. But at this, yeah, at this point, I thought, oh, final showdown. Here we go. But then it, you know, it cuts straight back to Terry holding Mac. Uh, no, Mac holding Terry. And uh, was this implying that she wanted Mac to marry her, or ask, or settle down, or something? But he never did. I don't know. I, I don't know. Or is it just to be boyfriend and girlfriend, or you know, go out together? Well, or... Because. because why won't you ever say stay still? She goes, you never asked me. <laughs> and then he said, then he says something else and she goes, yeah, but I would never. Uh, yeah. And he goes, you've always got to have the last word, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> because, because acting sad is right on the limit of his capability. Mm. I, and then, so anyway, the, it's the big showdown. Scott and Yuri, they're, they're having a... He's fucking smashing down walls and kicking in doors. Um, and then they have a fight in his office where Scott surprises him, does a flip on him. Um, he goes to crush him with the table, which is fucking... Oh, my God. <laughs> so <laughs> Yuri flips the table, yeah. um, which knocks um, Scott into a chair which his back is up against the yeah. wall. And so then Yuri's pushing this table into Scott, which Scott has got his legs. To, sort of like, you know, he's, he's kind of kicking it away to try and stop it from crushing him. The look on his face. But it wouldn't, but it, but it wouldn't crush him either because Scott's flexible and he's left right back in this chair. If he lifted his legs, he could probably get them parallel, you know, or like a, as if you were sort of, bent right forward, if he put his legs right up, that desk is being stopped by the edge of the chair seat. Yes. So he could have just lifted his le- could have just lifted his legs up and poked his head around and said, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, but there's both... What are you doing, this, 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 you know, there's a good five seconds where they're straining, <laughs> yeah. both of them pulling these straining <laughs> yeah. faces. Now, this was the scene that my dad came in, or he was, you know, he, was, he happened to sort of like uh, look at when I was a kid, and he said something like, oh... It looks like he's having a crap. Or something like that. Because <laughs> he does, it looks like he's shitting on the toilet or something. Like he's trying to get a turd yeah. out of his ass. Um, anyway, then um, they have. There's a bit more. Then he he smashes a he smashes a picture over his head. Yes. Um, I thought this is getting very slapstick. Um, then he ties a rope around his neck or something, or he gets a the the flag, doesn't he? The Russian flag. He gets a Russian flag, doesn't he? <laughs> Yeah. He jumps out the window, attaches it to a so jeep. He's like a he's like a red ghost, <laughs> and then he puts the yeah he puts the rope round his neck, 
It's like dragging a Pac-Man ghost. He goes outside. I don't know if he ties him to a jeep or just holds onto the rope. Then just drags him out of the building and around the camp. Like... Mm. Uh, yeah, and then like... so it looks like it's it's actually um, Hughes doing this stunt work, you know, it being dragged around with this, you know, uh, yeah, which possibly. fair enough. Uh, but anyway, he sort of like, you know, he swings him round into the famous pit, which he liked to feed people. Uh, but he gets fed into But yeah. he's not finished at this point because he's fucking superhuman, isn't he? You know, um, he starts dragging. Oh, yeah. So the, the, the jeep stalls and he starts dragging the jeep in with him so it's like he's i'm gonna take you yeah. with me why doesn't scott just get out why does he have to keep trying yeah, to, that's like, exactly what i put. he's trying to start the jeep to get away why because if he holds on he's just yeah. gonna pull him back out just get out the jeep let him pull it yeah, on top this, of him there's only in that situation you jump out two things are gonna happen he's gonna stop dragging the jeep because he's gonna get munched on by crocodiles or he's going to get a jeep in the face mm. because he's pulling the jeep onto himself, essentially, and then he'll get eaten by crocodiles. So Scott should have just gone, oh, fuck it, it won't start. I'll just, yeah, I'll just get out and watch what happens. But instead, he unscrews the, the top of the gas tank, jumps out of the last minute, kind of. The jeep falls in the pit, Scott shoots in the pit, and the whole thing explodes. Mm. Uh, yeah, because and at this point, and he, thus ends the life of Yuri. He does start to get eaten a little bit because he's like, you, you know, uh, it, you know, it, it's he gets a, he, it's, he gets a chunk out of his leg or something like, or because he looks back, doesn't he, a little bit when he gets bitten by one of the the crocs. Uh, yeah. uh, but anyway, then um, like you said, it's not just a oh you've had a jeep fall on you, you've been bitten by a crocodile. And you now have also been blown up, so you must definitely be dead, you know, because uh, yeah. you are kind of like I suppose well hard. But um, anyway, that's that's him dead. Um, so then Scott goes back to Sulin, and Mac is holding uh, Terry, and she doesn't look comfortable at this point uh, in his arms. No. Um, and then they walk off. Well, she's dead then, isn't she? Well, well, well yes. It's a, it's a strange... The last two... Well, yeah, because everyone's happy. Well, Scott and Sulin are happy because they're alive. Terry's sad. No, Terry's dead. <laughs> Mac's sad. But, but Mac just goes, She's gone, Scott. And he just goes, Let's get the hell out of here, all right? Yeah. And that's your last line of your film. Mm. It's like, oh, oh. No, no, no. I'm sorry, or she died helping others. Just... Yeah, let's get let's get the hell out of here. Yes, that's it. Camp. That helicopter shot comes out as they're walking away. The end. Mm. And that was it. <sighs> um, no. Uh, what did you think? Do, do I need to ask? <laughs> what a ridiculous, but semi-enjoyable piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> It's bollocks, but it was bollocks. But it was it's bollocks. I'm watching it going. We could have. Oh, there's a lot to talk about here. I mean, the accents and the acting is god awful, but worth but worth talking about. The fact that half the story is in Vietnamese and there's no subtitles could be just the version we were watching. But brilliant, uh, nonsensical, not particularly exciting. Lots of conveniences. Stupid, awful music. Awful script, 
but I knew I knew we'd have fun talking about it. But as a film, it's absolute shite. <laughs> but it was worth watching because I knew we'd speak about it. It was. <laughs> I think that's about as good as I can give it. No, no, it was. It was one of those films where I was thinking. God, I mean, I was laughing out loud at certain points. You know, when I was a kid, yeah. all of the action and... Oh, not action, sorry. All of the sort of like those things that we've talked about would have not figured in my mind at all. Because there was, you know, generally there were... there were see, You know, there, there, you didn't have to wait too long before there was an action scene. But, you know, whether it was good or bad was another question. But there was some martial arts. There was So I would have watched this on repeat quite a lot when I was a kid, believe it or not. Um, and... I think you know, I was kind of like just craving all of that kind of stuff, like you did. You know, you watched martial arts films, didn't you know? And didn't matter whether they were good or bad, you just wanted to see somebody uh, having a fight. And so I remember really, really loving this film, you know, because it's uh, it, it's got martial arts in it, and you know, and whatever. But all of these plot points, all of that stuff. Fuck me, watching it now, it's just, like you said, it, it makes no sense whatsoever. If they'd have just stuck no. to the plot of, right, so Scott's got a girlfriend, she ends up getting kidnapped, he gets his mate to go and help, get try and get her back. That's it. You don't need any more. You don't need all of this bullshit about her father being some kind of connected to some war or something or freedom fighters. Who the fuck knows? You know, conversations that he had in a different language... I have no clue about what was going on. It's too long. I mean, it's it's 15 minutes yeah. too long. Um, you know, it did feel like it dragged a little bit, particularly, like I said, with all these kind of, like, travelling scenes, scenes of him walking in Bangkok. I know he's in fucking Bangkok, because you've already shown me that at the start of the fucking film. I don't need to see him another section where he's walking through Bangkok. Um, you know what I mean? It's... it's the bits where he's climbing up the mountain. I d- I, okay, I guess the, I get that it's you know it's a hard climb or whatever, but it doesn't need to go on for three minutes. Um, I don't need to see them walking along the cliff top to get to this camp or all that shit. You know what I mean? It's just, so it was way t- too long for what it was. The plot didn't make a lick of sense in places. Um, it had some decent action in it, as much as like I said. It, yeah. it, the, the martial arts felt like it was martial arts from this era. Uh, it didn't look sped up, I have to say. So it was quite fast. It was quite fluid. Um, uh, you know, a bit down and dirty and all that kind of stuff. The, the, the lead guy, Scott, has got quite a bit of skill. So all that enjoyed all that, whatever. Um, the, the dialogue and acting, fuck me. It's awful. <laughs> it, I think it's possibly the worst we've seen but, so far. But, but As in everyone yeah, was terrible. Oh, God. Oh, the, probably the best person out of all of it, I would say, was Mac. Um, he's possibly the least shittest out of all of them. But um, yeah. the bad guy, fuck, he's terrible. <laughs> but again, in a kind of camp way, you know. Um, yep. So, did I enjoy it? Sort of. I don't. It's one of the. It, it definitely skirts the line between it's so bad, it's good. It's on the verge of being. It's actually just a load of shit. Um, but it's. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I, so, when I rated it last night, when I put it on Letterboxd or whatever, I did give it a two and a half because I just thought, I can't give this any more. In good conscience, I can't give this more than a three stars or a two. I can't. It's not a three star film. It's. It's. You know. No. But then at the same time, it's not. It, it. You could say this is a one star. You know what I mean? It's. It's fucking awful. 
but at the same time, I did it quite. Think... It kind of enjoy it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think you need to. If you are going to watch it <clears throat> on your own and not discuss it or watch it with anyone else, I wouldn't bother. If you're in the mood for a film and you're going to watch it with someone else or you've got someone to talk to see about you've seen it, it's worth it. But I mean, yeah, if I if I wasn't having a chat about it. I think it would then swap over to bad territory. Yes. No, I totally agree. But yeah. You need I think you need the outlet afterwards because but you could have you can have fun with it if you got someone with you, I think. Yeah. No. Okay. Fucking dialogue is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. But it was kind of like I said the scene with the guy on the phone. Hello? 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, um the song as well, the music, fuck, it's awful. Ugh. It's really bad. It's it is. It's really, really bad. You know, when we watched Beastmaster, like it seems like a lifetime ago now, and we thought, God, this yeah. is bad. That's on a whole nother level compared to this. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is like Absolutely. bad, bad. Um, but anyway, um, we did have a couple, well, three uh, responses from Twitter. Um, mainly, I think people were just like, hey, there's actually a fucking sequel. <laughs> uh, so fair enough. Yes. Uh, first one then was uh, <clears throat> Ben Ford. Never heard of him. Prick. Uh, he um, said never got round to watching them as I knew, and he's put new as in it's a new thing as opposed to I knew. Oh for fuck's sake! You, you illiterate bald cunt. You dullard. Uh, he said. <laughs> <laughs> As I knew they were not linked to the wonderful first movie. Wonder what it's like. Well, there you go. Um, do you want to take the next one? Yeah, we've got uh, someone someone else called Spanky Spangler. Don't know. Who's that? Uh, they've said, uh, my thought is, thank God Dave isn't looking at that poster because he'd make me watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave likes probably right shit films, uh, as we all know, uh, or, or uh, a connoisseur of low budget action movies. Uh, and then we've got the Marriage Fit podcast, which is Alan Sanders. So we've had three correspondents from three people on our podcast, essentially. Um, <laughs> thank you very much. He put they made a sequel. Uh, question mark. That was it. So uh, there we go. No retreat. No surrender to. Ugh. I can't ne- I can't really recommend it. I've really it's one of those, isn't it? We've said <laughs> I've really enjoyed talking about it. Yeah. I had a really good f- laugh and t- chat about it. But God, if you're going to watch it on your own, um uh, you, you, I think you probably need to have a few beers for sure. If you're not going to talk to somebody about it afterwards, yeah. do you know what I mean? So yeah, definitely. Right then, what are we going to be watching mm. next time? This is the exciting part for me. Oh, <clears throat> it's a uh, it's a risky one. This one, uh, we're, we're, we're very young. We're heading back to nineteen eighty three. Oh fucking hell! Wow. So uh, yeah, I was I was young, 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 young. Seven, young. I was. So there's a. I was four, so I wouldn't have, probably wouldn't have seen it till I was probably five or six. So this is dangerous because this could—it's going to be more family friendly. So this could genuinely turn out to be absolute bullshit. <laughs> but fuck it, why not? <laughs> right, <clears throat> we are directed by Brian Trenchard Smith. 
Oh God, I've heard of him because Dave's talked about him. He he makes a lot of um, Australian low budget movies where the stunts are so dangerous you wonder if anybody actually got killed. Um, but I've never, I don't think I've ever seen one of his films. Although I may have, I may have, I don't know. But go on. All right, starring, blah, blah, blah. Uh, starring James Lugton. No, don't know who he is. Angelo D'Angelo. Oof, no, not a good name though. Yeah, I mean, you could have thought lazy <laughs> is the actual <laughs> yeah. answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. you could have thought they had a bit, bit more imagination about that, but still, it's yeah. like calling somebody. That's like you, Brian, Chris the Chris. Bri- yes, <laughs> Brian Bryans or something, or you know. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Um, yeah, playing a character called Mustache is John Lay. Uh, no. I'll give it away if I if I do one of them. Um, all right, David Argue. Argue, fuck me, that's another good surname. Yeah, uh, I've got a feeling I don't know what it is anyway because of the the connection with the, yeah, the director. If I'm being and the time frame, but uh, but go on. Well, go on then. Just, is it? Just say it. Is it BMX Bandits? Yes. Is it? Yes, it is. No. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a risky one. It's a risky one. God, I haven't watched that film oh that, since I, I saw it at the cinema when I was a kid. You know, that was I think that was the first ever film Blimey. I saw at the cinema. And I've got some fond memories of that because it, I saw it. Oh, anyway, I'm not going to talk about it now because it's spoil fucking. Fuck me. So, so I could be shitting right over both of us. Both of our memories on this one. Well, to be fair, I haven't really got. Ooh. I mean, I've, I've, anyway, no, I'll save it. I'll save it because I'm just going to mm. blow my load. Anyway, so yeah. well, we'll chat about it's... that next time. Yeah, we don't usually venture into the world of PG ratings, so I'm intrigued. Me too. I'm kind of tempted to watch it with my kids as well. <laughs> uh, uh, bear in mind, it is a 1980s PG, so there could be heavy drug use and all sorts oh. in it. <laughs> you never know. Well, yes, uh, as I found out when I watched The Monster Squad. Um, the other day, which is a PG. I don't know if you've seen the Monster Squad. Um, the, yeah. There's liberal use of of children or you know teenagers calling each other faggot, which uh, you know. Which, <laughs> 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 which is awesome uh, because you know that that was what happened in the eighties, like you said. Um, yeah. Cool. All right, then. Well, we will watch that next time uh, and uh, looking forward to it already. Like I said, I'm, I'm keen to revisit because of uh, memories from my childhood. Uh, so I'm sure we'll both have some stories. Uh, there you go. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, it's been really funny and cool uh, chatting about um, what it, it was. Just an awful film, but, you know, kind of enjoyable at the same time. <laughs> um if you want to go uh, to the website, which is um, currently 60minuteswith.co.uk, but also 60mw.co.uk, you'll find all the reviews that were written, all the uh, podcasts that we do, and there are lots and lots of them. Uh, I'm thrilled and really happy to say that we have um, resurrected what was the same coin, which was the podcast that Adam and I did before we, we did uh, 60 uh, MW. So we've got Dits on board now, which is awesome. Uh, so if you, I'm sure people have been really excited to listen to that one anyway, so they do know about it. But if you were uh, somebody who enjoyed listening to the same coin and now you listen to this, then 
we're back, which is awesome. It's really good, isn't it? Yep. Uh, yeah. Do we call our fans the same coiners or the coinsters? The coinsters. Coin purses? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I never thought about it. But um, uh, yeah, anyway, so that's good. And then all the other podcasts that are on there. I mean, we release two a week. You know, sometimes even three, depending on on the scheduling and whatever. So all the interviews that Dave does with people, famous people, musicians, actors, directors, all that kind of good stuff as well, as well as all the other things that are on there. So uh, and also, if you go to Twitter, which is at sixty mw podcast, uh, that's where you'll find all of the links to everything and also the uh, giveaways that Dave does which are usually DVDs uh, which is very generous because all you got to do is follow the podcast retweet it and you're in the chance in with a chance of uh, of getting said DVD or blu-ray or whatever it might well be uh, I'm at dastardly jabby on Twitter where are you Adam I'm at ape mutterings and there you go uh, it's well, let's just have a look Fuck me, nearly. What? Well, it it won't be two and a half hours, but it might well be with all the inserts and stuff. Talking about no retreat, no surrender. <laughs> two. Fuck Jesus. Fucking hell. Uh, anyway, thank you. Unbelievable. Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next time for some BMX bandits. Bye bye. Bye bye. speaking. Hello, are you still there? What happened?
Putin be in the other. How about the general? Hello? Hello? Is there anybody there? Damn it. <laughs> <laughs>